0: Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, cast, fuelled by Guinness, powered by celery. The show that is still perplexed and ever so slightly vexed. Uh, Chelsea are a club right now that would fall into a bed of roses and come out smelling of shit. Desperately needing a home win against uh, Wolves to restore confidence and more important seal a third place in the league ahead of Arsenal. And Spurs, let us not forget, they contrived to snatch a draw from the jaws of victory. Uh, Chelsea were neither as bad as some of us were saying or as good as the 2-0 looked uh, for 78 minutes. As always, we couldn't put the ball in the net, although the two goals chalked off for a foul on offside were very questionable and we looked vulnerable to the counter-attack with a non-existent midfield all-match. But to go 2-0 up and throw it all away was criminal. Tuchel, like us at the final whistle, was rightly pissed off. It was terrible game management. But how culpable was Tuchel himself? His subs were strange, to say the least. And if bringing on Saul and Saar for Alonso and Aspie is the solution to the problem, then that is one hell of a problem. And maybe that is the real issue here. Thanks to injuries, exhaustion and a real lack of squad depth, there, are simply, there's, there simply are not too many options right now. One way or another, there needs to be a serious clear-out this summer, arguably the most important summer in the club for 20 years. Oh well, at least Lukaku scored two goals, and we didn't lose. Up the Chels, ah, oh, dearie me! Now the title of this show tonight is, of course, I don't think there could be anything else really to call it other than throwing it all away. So there we go, throwing it all away. Chelsea fancast number eight hundred ninety-eight. Good evening, Jonathan. Gage,
1: yes, is
2: that throwing it all away a reference to a pop song? Mm.
0: Not not one. Of, that. Not what I mean. Often they are, as you know, but I'm not. I'm not. No, in a, In a. I mean, it may well be, but unconsciously, because I'm. I'm not. I couldn't think of a song like that, but you know, maybe I don't know. I thought there was one with the chorus that went
3: throwing it all away. That's. I think so as well. And it's by Genesis. Yes.
0: Yeah. In that right. case, definitely not.
2: Definitely not, because Chidge yeah, is not a fan of. Uh... The, uh, Genesis, the Genesis, progressive rock combo. No. Then came, um, public school then came, rock, as um, I like um, Public school World, rock, as I like to... makers.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, Genesis, P orange that would be a different thing entirely.
2: Oh, yeah, I, I went to their site the other day. God, that's that's visceral music from people who, none of whom could play their instruments. Yeah. It's really quite, quite <laughs> remarkable.
0: Psychic TV. I worked with them very, very many years ago when I first started working. How about that? Yeah, I, yeah met guy, I met the guy. Met the legend. I that is it. Genesis PR. Met Genesis. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, so there you go. How are you, yeah. Petal? Are you all right? Yeah, thank you very much.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, um, I'm. Yeah, uh, I'm managing, as they say, managing. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not pleased with our team, as we know. So, uh, no, and no. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of um, the fumes. I'm, I'm living off the fumes of. Uh, uh, it's a Chelsea thing, you know, when we might just come good and win the FA Cup, you know that thing. Ah, don't worry, we'll be back at Wem- Wembley. We'll just blow them all away, you know. But part of me's thinking, oh no, I don't think we're going to do that with this team.
0: <laughs> we but, might, we yeah. might actually get torn a new one. Yes, there's always. But la- luckily, we don't have to talk about that until Friday. But then, yeah, you Friday. Yeah, a
2: few. We'll, we'll, I'll park that. Indeed.
0: Shall I say who who's yes, on the, on the lovely. Show
2: tonight? Well, I don't think I need to say anything. But hey, everybody. It's
1: the
2: smart buddy! <laughs> yeah. Look She's at
4: awesome. how cute that puppy is! <laughs> <laughs> look at it, at- behind Tony. He's
0: so cute. At- and Tony's dog, of course.
4: Oh, look at his face! That's you were know, having that uh, rant about Genesis, and his face was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs>
1: That's
3: you
4: my Bertie. My Bertie's legged it. Your Bertie's adorable. Look at him!
0: Oh, <laughs> he
3: can hear you as well. <laughs> Bertie, you
0: Bertie, Bertie, oh. Bertie! Oi, oi, mate! Bertie. No, oh, he prefers a woman's yeah. voice. How, so, how are you both? Are you well?
4: Oh, oh no! Yeah. All shouted, Bertie, and my Bertie's come oh, running. Bertie oh. knows.
0: He always like he likes to come on the fan calls. I mean, how are you? you? All right? Yeah, yeah. Good, Bertie. good, good. Tony, how was the walking uh, football?
3: It was very good. Um, as I said to you pre pre-show start i um you know we won eight five managed to hold a three goal lead out for the last seven or eight minutes wasn't that difficult really um you know wasn't rocket science i too like jk have a kind of sighing um aura of melancholy about the saturday um, and everything like that but you'll hear that later and i promised um Stevie Frymo, you know, hundred Stevie whatever it is, uh, yeah, Frymo 100, um, that I will probably at some point slide into a rant
0: this evening. Okay, I'm looking forward to that uh, already, uh, and uh, I'm not surprised in the least. Now, uh, on the show tonight, in part one, we ask how well did Lukaku and Pulisic do? Obviously, we'll, we'll talk about the team selection as well. Uh, another appalling referee. I mean, Christ on a bike. Tuchel's, uh post-match points, I think, really do need to be looked at in granular detail. So I've printed off the entire post-match uh, transcript uh, and his strange substitutions, of course. And like Mm. death and taxes, Chelsea getting done in the transition again. Uh, In part two, we ask, is it the players or Tuchel at fault? How much of a clear out do we need? And how does this leave us in the top four run-in? Oh, and uh, what did we think of Todd Bowley's presence at the bridge? Or rather... Well, I think worthy of discussion. Anyway, uh, part three, we've got some cracking emails to read. I mean, we really do have some cracking emails to read out this week. So thank you for the people that sent them in. And in part four, we preview Wednesday night's match against Dirty Leeds. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that already. Now, as ever, don't forget, you can listen to the show live every Monday live at 7pm. Live. Live, live! live! By going to Mixler, which is mixler.com forward slash Chelsea Hyper Fancast, where, of course, you can join in all the chat. Uh, And uh, the people posting on the live chat page during the show, uh, jolly fine people they are too, far too many to read out, but you know who you are. So there you go. Uh, Of course, you know, any other time we can uh, be got hold of via uh, at Chelsea Fancast on all of the relative media, social media. So there you go. All right. Now, after this very short break, uh, we will be talking about the Wolves match. So there we go again, bloody, 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 blah. Um, I have to say, J.K., you know, if if I was to take the the whole of uh, our team selection discussion on Friday, I would actually say we probably got it spot on. If I was take to take the whole of it, but uh, you know, I mean. It's kind of, I mean, you know, I I didn't expect that. You know me, I said it'd stick the same, but he didn't. He he basically, he he, he kind of stuck with the same. Uh, And then he basically chucked Pulisic and Lukaku in, which I didn't foresee, but I think you and Clayton did. I I
2: remember I changed my, um, I hedged my bets. I changed my um, prediction at the very end by saying, I think he will play Lukaku because he mentioned him in the, uh, in the presser. But you remember I said, I thought he'd play Zajac and Pulisic and and not play Werner again, because Werner has been reverting to the the strange man that we've seen most of the season. So I was surprised to see Werner playing and and I wasn't surprised to see him performing exactly the same way that he's been performing the last few games, other than the Southampton hiccup, because Southampton played the high line, so you could chip the ball over the top and he'd run after it. But um, uh, it's sort of becoming, Come to the stage now. Well, similarly, I don't understand why Tuchel picked him. That would be my complaint. Um, Remember, we did debate the possibility of uh, Saul playing left back, which of course then wing back, which then transpired in the second half. But uh, apparently, because of uh, a row that he had in the tunnel, we're yeah, going to get yeah, onto yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, yeah, that. But no, I didn't know anything about it. I had to be explained to me. But um, um yeah, I mean. It, it led. The trouble is, is, no matter what team selection we have, it leads the same thing every time. I that the know. Ball is come forward and put out of the wing. You know, Mount didn't play. Fair enough. We we predicted that be the case. Chid, we thought that he'd have a rest. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, the same patterns occur, and you don't ever think, oh well, we're getting through. We're doing it. We're going to get. That's made a big difference. Um, uh, Lukaku wasn't particularly provided for. Um, He's similarly still. Wow. Um, Made runs nowhere. I mean, well, you may say that. You talk, I want to talk. Goal.
0: I want to talk about Lukaku because uh, I have to say I, I thought he looked much more like it. He actually moved, which is a revelation. He got involved and he scored a well-taken goal and a good penalty that he won. Now, this is what the Telegraph said. Before we get back, right. I'm going to All read right. you this because I mean that was my what you just heard is my gut feel, having been at the game, and this yeah. is what the Telegraph said. They said on Saturday they're talking about Lukaku here. He had more touches, 10, in the opposition box than any other player, completed 11 out of 13 attempted passes, got most shots on goal, four, and most on target, three. There's still a way to go, but at least he is giving the prospective owners hope that they may not have to take a financial hit and sell him at a huge loss, which I thought was a quite a lovely barbed comment on the end. But I think, fair, fair, I think that's all true. Yeah, but, I
2: agree. But, but Well, but I thought he improved after he scored the second goal, yeah. after he scored the penalty. And I think this mostly happened in the second half because he did, he actually started doing what he did against Villa and what he did against Arsenal, which is running yeah. and running at speed yeah. and running at speed yeah. to press people, which he hasn't done C- at all. Can,
0: can I read you what to, you're right. You're, a ge- you're a genius, or you've actually read the notes for once this week. I haven't read... Well, then there we go. You are a genius, because this is what Lukaku said. Sorry, Tony, I'll let you come in, in and hey, hey, hey. say... We've said. got we've got the immediate post-match comment from uh, from Tuchel, which was a bit near, I think. He says, yeah, but guys... Asking how well Lukaku, Lukaku did, basically." yeah, but guys, okay, good performance, but this is for sure not the moment to talk about individual performances and praise players. We do this as a team... And we lost crucial points. This is not the moment to praise individuals. Now, when he'd calmed down a bit, like us all, I suspect, this is this is now the stage where I, he's probably, in Chidge's world, had uh, three post-match pints of Guinness and is loving everybody again. He says, Every striker is a very sensitive player, he said. I don't know any strikers who have their confidence if they're on a streak where they don't have the role they wish for. It's the same for Romelu. So you see immediately, the second one is immediately easier because he had his goal. He fought hard for his goal. Strikers are like this they are sensitive because they are decisive and that is why it's super important for him so he kind of makes your point that that he was he was much better after he scored the pen his confidence came back and he looked like a player again tony
3: yeah i agree i mean i'm i think um i i made a special point of watching him uh because i was quite surprised that he started and uh i thought he 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 did a lot of running into good positions and didn't receive the ball Um, And I was quite excited by having Werner and Pulis achieve the side of him. But um, uh, they both were were a little bit hit and miss, to say the least. But Lukaku kept trying and kept trying. Um, And I I, I can't remember now. I picked out someone who had clear chances to pass the ball to him, but didn't. They just didn't do it, you know. And um, Werner. Yeah. and, 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 And the space wasn't, you know... They weren't finding him. That was somebody in the middle of the field, oh, it was Kovacic or, or someone like that, but they just weren't finding him. Uh, or or they, they saw him and, and didn't want to pass the ball to him. And I thought it was a bit of a shame because he was badgering people. He was much, much more... The, I thought the penalty was one of the best penalties I've seen in a long time. And none of that shimmy-shuffle bollocks that Jorginho does. Just a straightforward, very Drogba-like, this is where I'm putting it, bang, straight in. Uh, and the second goal was a peach. Anybody else on the pitch scores that, and, and everyone's absolutely raving. Right it. it was a great strike, well, well, well played, well played in by Pulisic. Uh, a fabulous hit, um, uh, and he deserved more plaudits than I think he's probably getting. That you know, one one swallow does not a summer make. We all know that, um, but you know, it was very encouraging, and maybe that's what he needs. I don't know. Um, you know, maybe this is his Drogba first season. Drogba was very. And missed first season most
0: and wanted know, to go and caused ructions. You remember, yeah, it all? No, yeah. I,
3: I, he was very marmite with the crowd. You know, yeah. some people wanted to give him a chance, other people thought he was an absolute waste of space. Um, I think night, you know, it was interesting actually. I don't know how it works, but you know, would that could they write him off under the terms of the sale of transfer? You know, just like actually say that it doesn't matter now, gone. That's with the old regime. Uh, I think
0: they, they could, I think
3: they could. So, you know, maybe that's it. I'm. I'm. I know we're going to come on to it, but I, I. I. You know. I really am furious at the way.
0: You're going to have to uh, sit on your anger for a minute. I am. Or two.
3: I know. I know. And I think Alex is probably sitting there thinking, "Don't. Don't. Don't. You dare steal my thunder?" Well,
0: Alex wants to come in. That I do know. Do you want to talk about Lukaku, Alex?
4: Yeah, just that Werner moment where Werner absolutely 100% should have passed him the ball just tells you everything. I am so mere about Lukaku right now, and I think the players are too. It's going to take more than him giving a shit for 45 minutes for his teammates to want to trust him with the ball when they've made the run in the box. And they're, when they're going to give it up to someone and try and achieve something, they don't want to give it to him right now. And it's going to take more than him caring for a few minutes and running for a few minutes after all of the abject dismal performances he's put in this season.
0: I mean, what I would say is that, you know, I mean, obviously I was there at the match and, uh, you know, the the reality is, is that we we don't pick up everything. We, we pick up things that people who don't, you know, watch it on telly will never pick up. But equally, we miss a lot of what they all pick up because we don't have the benefit of multi cameras and different angles and all the rest of it. But I, I did. I got home. Number one, a early enough, and number two, unbelievably sober enough to actually catch the game of the day, which Chelsea's was, and uh, they all looked incredibly happy uh, that he'd scored, and they were all. They all looked very as one. So you know, no argument there. Um, the other the other issue, J.K., the other person who got picked uh, that we kind of didn't necessarily expect to get picked was Budasic. Um, I mean, basically, mate. I thought he had a pretty good game too. He made some good assists. Um, he did. He, he buzzed about. Yeah, he I mean, buzzed did, about. Yeah. Do you think yeah. you know a bit like Lukaku? Really, which we were we were tapping into there, weren't we? You know, he's another person whose whose future at Chelsea has a bit of a cloud over his head. Um, I mean, I would imagine for Pulisic, I mean Lukaku. I think it's a different ask, isn't it? But I think Pulisic, it's it's all about consistency. I would say, but does he have to do more? Do you think, is there a pressure for him to do more because of the position he plays like Lukaku in a way?
2: Well, I I feel for him if he doesn't play regularly, because I know some of them do thrive off playing uh, more and more often, but, um, uh, I'd have liked Zayek to have had a game instead of Werner, just because, um, he he actually got up very early and sprinted about a bit old Zayac, perhaps trying to impress Tuchel that he was ready to come on. But, um, uh, it seems to me that they are they going to get in if if our manager prefers uh, Mason Mount and if, if Mason Mount then doesn't play you'd have thought that um, Werner would have been given a rest so I, I don't know what's the combinations necessary does he think that Ziyech and Pulisic don't work together because um, uh, Pulisic didn't seem to be getting into the same attacking positions he normally gets.
0: Yeah, it was because he was playing in a different I was going to say he was yeah. playing Mason Mount's yeah. role
2: absolutely yeah. but is that his preferred role is he therefore playing out of position, or is that was he asked to play that instead, and he therefore then negates, he relinquishes his his striker's role because he is a p- pretty decent striker, and that perhaps you should be given more opportunities to do that. Is it that very few of them are playing in their proper positions? I think we've had that. I think Liam said this as a on the other day, didn't yeah. he? That uh, the, the way that Tugel was setting them up was to try and work. Best with their strengths. So um, he sets it up as five because it's better for silver. He'd likes to have Jorginho playing a certain way, otherwise he'll be uh he'll he'll lose out and give the ball away. So you wonder whether that's the same thing is happening with the forwards. But it means that nobody is particularly um uh happy or even even settled in their positions. It's a question of we haven't particularly had settled positions. I mean, my fear at the moment is I don't think that that cheek works with whoever he plays with. He had a decentish game, you know, he, he got At one run, a one run from the penalty one run box. Was excellent. Yeah. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. But it, once again, it's the, the end product and you're playing against this kind of team wolves. Once again, that whole thing they do is, it's all the men behind the ball. And in the first half, all they did was kick the ball up the pitch and run after it. That's all they did. That's the, that's the policy. And they're very, very quick. And you've really got to be on your toes. So you They daren't. You could see that almost that they're they're forced to play this game of going forwards and playing the ball out to the wing. And Alonso gets a cross in, or Dave gets a cross in, or whoever, or Reese gets a cross in. And you then need your strikers to be completely on the ball for it to work. Well, but they, also pressing, try, yeah, yeah, but yeah, because, because they try to avoid the shot because the shot, if it's rebounds, goes to the yeah. to the forward who boots the ball up the pitch and they run after yeah, it. It's exactly. as simple as that. So exactly. perhaps they're hamstrung by their own. Um, uh, lack of ability to get the ball in the net because there isn't a, a specific person able to score from that midfield position. I mean, looking at City, City get the ball into the box more quickly. Yeah. So do Liverpool. Yeah. That's the main thing that happens.
0: Well, the reason why, I mean, when you watch City and Liverpool play, it looks like, in a sense, it almost make, it almost looks like they're a counter-attacking side, even though they're basically not. They're a possession-based side, but they're But they move the ball around so quickly; it stretches the opposition and leaves much more gaps for them to exploit. That's why they look like that. Yeah, exactly that. Um, I mean, Tony, Alex, do you want to chip in on uh, Pulisic?
4: I thought he was all right. Mm. Again, I just there's a few players at the moment, and their name on the team sheet doesn't really inspire me with any great hope or any great confidence that I'm going to see a performance chipped in. He's another one. He just He's so inconsistent. We just see flashes of what he's supposed
0: to be, but not enough for yeah, me. Exactly. I think it's consistency the key hit there. Oh, talking of consistency, people, uh, one thing that is indubitably consistent when we're talking about Chelsea Football Club is the unbelievably shit quality of refereeing. Uh, and <laughs> I, I, I introduce you to the one and the only Peter Banks. Uh, and There's a case for rhyming slang there. I, I've yet to find a better one. With Peter? Mm, uh, yes, exactly, JK. I mean, here, just to run down the list, Jonathan, no doubt, will, will have been cussing at this in granular detail during the 90 minutes. But, I mean, I thought he made the wrong decisions constantly. He was hopeless. Two goals ruled out. I I cannot understand why that was a foul on that idiot size by Werner. Not a, not a chance in hell was that a foul. Uh, the offside, weird, weird. I don't actually think that uh, Lukaku was offside. <laughs> But I think it was it was quite possibly, um, you know, cheek. But there seemed to be Wolves players that were were behind the ball. But I don't know. Maybe they were not interfering with play. I don't know. Uh, the farce about the penalty. I mean, about. I mean, I know. I know. I I mean, I sit right above where that happened. Tony's right in front of it, and it was so obvious it was a penalty to me. And oh. and, and yet the ref the ref sits there fanning about and gets, you know, walked like a, a, a naughty schoolboy. Uh, to go and watch the VAR. But the thing that really fucked me off more than anything, and I didn't know this until I got home, even though um, I was kind of conscious of it in the stadium, but they actually scored that equaliser 27 seconds after the uh, whistle should have gone at six minutes. Because, of course, that's when that's we had six minutes extra time. It, you know, 27 seconds after half a minute. Should, yeah. have gone, should have gone full-time. So how oh. you, what happened there, I do not know. And the other thing about that is the actual goal came from a throw-in that should have been awarded to Chelsea. So I'd just like to give a healthy round of applause <laughs> to Peter Banks for being one of the most incompetent fucking wankers we've seen at the bridge all season. Well done.
3: The very
2: fresh-faced boy was running the line who didn't seem to be engaging with anything. All he did was look at Banks, and every time Banks made the decision, he put his flag up. And it was interesting to see that penalty, when the person who had the clear view of the penalty is our friend, the fresh-faced boy. Does nothing. Didn't, the flag didn't twitch at all. His flag yeah. came up, I think, uh, earlier on very quickly. When the referee did it, it was all down to looking at the ref. And I think they are so scared, these linesmen. Of making an error, and then, you know, but the assessor says you shouldn't have been made that error. It's not up to you, it's up to the ref. That they they it's, they're in a they're in a, 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 a world, they're in a sheath of almost invisibility. Let me not be in a position where I have to make the decision. And as a consequence, he was so not involved. You could see all he was interested in doing was balling out of play and off sides. And it just leads to, you know, you hope then that VAR are gonna be involved. But once again, you see something happen on the pitch, and you think, why hasn't VAR, there are six of them looking at this, why have they not interfered? Intervened, I should say, because they've had a very clear view of this. And what is the reason? The reason is they don't want to be seen to be undermining the referee on the pitch, which is absurd, because the referee should be happy to be undermined because he can't see everything. And he relies on his linesman. The linesman, all they want to be doing is keeping up with the sodding game for offside because they're on a hiding to nothing. You can understand it. Therefore, let VAR do that aspect of it. And don't be ashamed, referee, if you get the decision wrong. Allow them to guide you. That's what it should be about. But no.
0: Um, one thing I will say quickly before you come in, Tony, because because yeah. we've got some good people in Mixler who made some very good comments. Uh, Greg Gardner said the offside was correct in my opinion. I'm inclined to agree, Greg. Verna goal was robbery, absolutely. Yeah. Um, they were in their own half with 12 to 15 seconds after six six minutes. Yep. But Matt Young, Matt, of course, who we know well, he's been in. Uh, you know, when we've done Q and A shows, and Matt, of course, is a is a referee, qualified referee. He says there was injury time in injury time. Well, yeah, I know, Matt, they're allowed to do that. And I've sat here moaning about them not doing that when when it's been to our advantage. So yeah, I, I, I agree that my comment about the 20 seconds, 27 seconds is probably very chidge-like and curmudgeonly, but uh, I'm allowed to gonna, be a curmudgeon. Tony?
3: I was going to jump in on that because they make it very clear that there will be a minimum yeah, I know. of six minutes. So people who do this, well, that means there's six No, it doesn't. It It means that when Havertz has the ball down in a fucking corner um, and can't just stick it in row Z, yeah, and gives it away so that it ends up coming back up the pitch. You know, um, yeah, our fir- the first goal we conceded was purely a bollocks up by Kovacic in the middle of the park, when he tried to dribble past somebody yeah. and lost possession. Yeah. Um, unusual, and I'm not going to pull him out for that because players do that all the time, but it was just so unnecessary to give it away there. But the biggest criticism of the referee, the penalty, uh, it, although in, in retrospect, it, it, it was very clear, when it happened, it happened quite quickly in real time. And I would say that the people all around me were 50-50, yeah, 50% saying, nah, no way, that's a penalty, we're not getting that. And the other 50 saying, hold on a minute, this has taken a long time through VAR, and you know the minute the referee goes over to check it, it's probably going to be given. Yeah, because that's that seems to be the thing. Once the check is is requested, um, the the decision is going to go in favour of the penalty or the sending off or whatever. Because we saw it with um, Luke Ayling yesterday, didn't we? The um, uh, the Leeds lad who nearly chopped the Arsenal player uh, half or whatever it was. Um, so I think I think it, it wasn't the greatest referee. I've I've seen far worse there. The the, the equalising goal, yes, it did come into the seventh minute of it. But yeah, one hundred percent. Malang was
0: utterly,
3: yeah, yeah. utterly fucking hopeless. Know, Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm yeah.
0: not. I'm not trying to attribute what happened, why we lost. No. or sorry, why we drew. Drew. It felt like a loss, didn't it? Why we drew on the ref, on the referee. But you know, I'm just saying. Again, you know, for fuck's mm. sake. I mean, you know, if that Werner goal is allowed, which frankly it should have been, we yeah, probably absolutely. wouldn't be in this mess. You know, yeah. that's, that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. I, mean, I mean,
3: he's he's. Um, There was an article that might have been in the Athletic about how what an unlucky player is because when he does do the right thing, invariably Var seems to be. I mean, he was the one who had a goal disallowed last season when Var went back something like a a minute back in play to find a a, a, uh, an infringement that happened almost in a separate passage of play that led up Burner scored a good goal, and they they almost started going that that German chat? All right, well, we'll wind that back until we can find something that they can burn it on. He, you know, he was... I, I don't think... It, I thought he played okay. I thought he, he, he worked hard. My right. my biggest criticism... thing. He's going to come onto it, but it's the fact that we don't have anybody no, in the team that makes me get out of my chair. Well,
0: I, a, I'd like to hear about that, actually, because I think that's a point that I haven't uh, put in the, you know, me running order. But what I have put in my running order is... is really something to start to stoke the the debate that you and you and well i mean you you were having on twitter i was having in the pub afterwards i have to say i was absolutely raging I, in fact actually when that goal went in i kicked the seat in front of me six times and nearly broke my foot <laughs> so i was very pissed off that's not like me i have to say but i was just absolutely yeah. you know but i mean this this will lead into a little chat about uh um you know the subs and uh Mm-hmm. And, and getting done in the transition. But it's basically what Tuchel said post-match, okay? Now, this was when he was at his most pissed off. So, like me, he'd probably kicked the seat in front of him six times. But on what on what went wrong, he said, I think we started both halves very well. We controlled the match with a very offensive approach to this game today, a very offensive five three two. We knew about the risks in coverage to avoid counterattacks. We knew about it, so we needed to be very, very disciplined. We showed discipline over most parts of the first half, but in some situations we took m- too much risk and lost discipline in the formation, and we cannot do this because it was a very offensive approach. There were some dangerous moments at the end of the first half where we were lucky not to concede, we were lucky, unlucky not to score. I'm not sure if it was a foul in the build-up to the goal." In the second half, we reminded the team to stick to the plan, to execute the match plan with more discipline and more precisely, and we were 2-0 up. And again, we take too much risk in situations where you cannot take this kind of risk. We invited the counter-attacks and big chances. Once you do this, you lose confidence and invite the opponent to smell that something is possible When it is unnecessary. It's not about dropping too low. It's about the structure. Where you lose the ball on individual positions. Then the opponent takes a crazy approach. Because they've got nothing to lose. We could not score the third one. A huge chance is to score third. Uh, We don't even create big chances. Because the pass is missing. The dribbling is wrong. And the decision is wrong. At some point we played like we were 2-0 down. So I don't think we were too deep. The opposite. Uh, Then we tried to respond to it and change the structure. I don't know if that was the right decision for me. I need to watch it back. It's a lack of execution of the match plan throughout the whole half and we get punished for it. If it's fair or not, it's not worth discussing. Now, as it happens, I actually happen to, as I quite often do with Tugel. when you read his post-match stuff, I have to say I pretty much agree with that analysis because that's what it looked like, didn't it, Alex?
4: It did. And do you know what I think it smacks of to me is that He has a plan and he knows what he wants to see on the pitch. But like you've mentioned exhaustion and injuries and sort of comings and goings in players. He doesn't believe that he has a set of players, a collective set of players that can stick to a plan that he gives them and execute it. He seems weary of trying to get people to get on board with what he's asking them to do. With the players he's got available at the moment. Well, which I... has probably resulted in a shit fight with Alonso.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like the definition, we were saying it last week. It's the definition of madness doing the same thing week in, week out, expecting a different result. Yeah.
4: I mean, I'm not absolving him. I'd like, we're probably going to get into his substitutions, right? And whether we think they were shit. And I mean, I weep when Saul comes on. No offense well, to the guy. I, I...
0: I, mean, I, I think, in a sense, that that's exa- exactly that. I mean, uh, I mean, this is what he said about the subs. By the way, he said, "This is what I don't understand." Somebody, please pick the bones out of this one for me. He says Aspie had a yellow card. And he was very active in the first half, but he was too offensive. He took too many risks there. And sometimes we only had Rubin as the spare player in the two V2s. And that's why we changed. Aspie had a yellow card and we wanted the runs from him in the second half. I was very happy with how we started the second half. We created chances and half chances and had enough situations to have a 2-0 lead. Now, here's the interesting thing. Marcus yeah. was not injured. It was just a decision we made. Oh, dear. It's quite damning in itself, isn't it? It's because he was shit, so I took him off is why well. he's the loose translation. Yeah. But I don't actually think he was. I don't, so. I don't
4: think he was shit. I, know. I don't I know what it, that was about. The problem is he wouldn't do as he was told. Right, I yeah. think that's what caused the argument. It seems to me like Tuchel's gone at them with a game plan. He's told them what he wants, and they haven't given it to him, and that's his frustration. And I'm not saying that that means he's completely absolvable of all of all culpability in the fact that we didn't win this game but that that seems to me what he's driving at
0: yeah Mm. yeah 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 very very interesting i mean i think i think this is kind of you know this a lot of this i mean if if you pick the bones out of, of Tuchel's statement jk and you go on what we've seen and what we've been saying for weeks i think you kind of some meet somewhere in the middle here because like i said in the intro if if you bring on Saar and saul and if you see them as the solutions to the problem then that is one hell of a problem you know i mean in in i think you could argue that you could argue that sar and saul kind of cost us the game Saar's defending for their equalizer was pathetic frankly yeah. uh, and also saul was out of position but it, you know is that all he's got on the bench you know or is he culpable for not bringing other people on mount was on the bench Christensen was on the bench Chaloba was on the bench
4: he just seems to have an excuse for not wanting to use any of them. Like, yeah. well, I am not going with that person because of that, and that person's pissed me off, and that person's tired. I, I don't. I think he's his own worst enemy in some instances of not bringing players on.
3: One hundred percent. I mean, you are on John, Jonathan. You are on me,
0: mate.
4: I've lost track of what his beef is supposed to be with Chalabar. Well, none, like, of I, no. none of us
0: know. None of us can understand that.
4: So, I just think. He's got a list of people in his head who he ain't going to use because they pissed him off, and that's when you're already low on options. It's yeah. not helping
0: That that does seem to be cutting one's nose off to spite one's face, J.K.
2: But also, it, it's worrying me that we've gone into a a world of frank here, yeah, f- falling out with players and yeah. that won't pick them because they're not um, doing what's correct. Yeah, the Chalabar thing is really mis- is, is 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 slightly bewildering. Um, unless he doesn't feel that he's been playing up to to the right level in training, we never know what's going on. I just think that he he clearly just brought Sarr on for the last few minutes. I think as a tactical substitution, just to, to well, slow He went, the he went four down. at the back. And, and no, but no, but he also brought him on to um, uh, just because he was speedy and he's got fresh legs. Yeah. However, it never occurred to him that when that. Ball went out to the wing. He would just be standing in the middle, and the winger would be completely unmarked as <laughs> with the
0: situation. It was all. So, it was awful, Jake. It was awful, wasn't it? Unbelievable. Man. Awful.
2: It was, but uh, it's tricky, isn't it? Because it, we're, we're in the same conversation every every oh, game no.
0: now. It's very <laughs> difficult. We, mean, we are in the definition of madness. Yeah, we are,
2: We're trying to come up with reasons about. We talk this, about the we, same
0: thing every week, expecting a different That's result. Right. That's right.
2: We're not. What are we supposed to do? We're looking at it and think, we can't offer, we're not Ducal, cool, you know, We're but we're just observing that they, you know, the build-up is slow, he has a word with them, they increase it, he, uh, the ball still goes out to the wings, um, somebody bangs the ball down the pitch and runs after it and they're quicker than our players and they get there to put the ball, to, and Mom D seems to be slightly flapping at everything and you don't feel he's got great, I've got great confidence in him and uh, you think, is this what... Well, is this all down to exhaustion? Then you're then thinking to yourself, okay, all right, yeah, they have had an unbelievably hard season, um, more games and more minutes than anybody else. Perhaps the, the Real Madrid game actually did psychologically affect them, but surely they should be able to bounce. And there's the other aspect of the club being taken over. Yes, we should make that excuse. Oh, well, yeah, um, they're, they're not the other one, he's, they're not his players. Um, but the big thing about what have to remember, of course, is that he made this group of players. He got them to win the Champions League. So he's very good at making base metal into gold. So therefore, he should be, you know, he's gonna be the man carrying on with them, and they probably will give him some players to there's some new players oh, to play. sorry, will, we're yeah. talking about. We're gonna get on to a clear will. out.
0: Yeah, we will, we will. Listen, I'll tell you what, one thing that's exactly um exactly what you said, talking about it yet again, but actually it was so fecking obvious it's not true. I'm talking about getting done in the transition. Um, yeah. This is not a new phenomenon. This has been happening to Chelsea for as long as I can remember. And we will go into this in more granular detail in part two. But what the I want to concentrate on now is the fact that it's hardly bloody surprising when your midfield is basically Kovacic and Cheek, neither of whom are really, I don't, I mean, not even Kovacic. I don't think he's a defensive player at all. And of course, you don't have Mount in the side pressing further up. So we basically had no midfield. And I'm surprised here, Tony. I mean, the reason why we had Kovacic and Cheek playing is because our other two midfielders were not fit. So he hardly had a choice. Um, but I just think, well, did he? Is that really true? I mean, we know Saul can play there, although he's been shit. Um, but why, Why, for example, hasn't he tried Rhys James as a, as a defensive midfielder more often? I mean, he's done it before. He did it at Wigham. He can tackle, he can pass, he's got speed, he's got intelligence. I mean, I suppose the only reason why he might not have done is then who plays right wing back. But, you know, it just makes me wonder sometimes, is he is he really really thinking about it? I don't know. What do you reckon, Tone?
3: Well, he's got a bit ranierish for me. You know, with this almost constant kind of tinkering, but no one's gonna point it out and say, you know, just occasionally the Emperor isn't wearing any clothes. And I think he wasn't wearing any clothes on Saturday. I I I I found look, Kovacic. That's was his first start, isn't it? For quite a while, isn't it? He's had a few games out of injury. Um, I really rate Kovacic. I think he's a fantastic player and um, uh, 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 one that really adds Saints a team. But he was blown out of his arse for the last fifteen minutes. He's
0: been knackered. He's been injured. You know, absolutely. I think. So, I think we are down. I mean, you know, I think a lot. You know, yeah. we're going to talk about.
3: But well, who know, could have come in there? If you if you were at a point of the game where. You know, the, the crowd is starting to sense a slight turn or whatever. You've got 11, 12 minutes to go, you're 2 nil up. One of your midfielders who's been a rock for you, but he's patently now starting to suffer. Bring on Mason Mount, put him in there. Bit of dynamism. Well, yeah. he's going to run at people. Or, or,
0: or Chaloba. Or, or he's played in defensive Chiloba. midfield for two calls exactly. this season.
3: Exactly. So I found, number one, uh, uh, the, the, the whole... Sole thing is, is beyond me that there's a player who must be going back to Athletic Cambridge because I just cannot see what he's offering. Uh Saar, look, I am sorry, but he wouldn't get in QBR's team. I don't think he's he's nowhere near
0: wouldn't he as... he'd be QP Saar then, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> ah.
3: Well done, Chief. Oh dear. Yeah, I I I I I really you know, I th- you know I, I like to see players given chances and all this sort of stuff. But seriously, he's he's made to he's too much like a rabbit in, a, in the headlights. It, it was an appalling piece of defending to allow that cross to come in and not get over there. And even look, a, a young John Terry, a, a young Marcel Desailly, uh, any of them sort of players of that um, that level of elite professionalism would have probably gone into that Wolves player and taken a yellow for it. Mm, interesting, you know.
2: There was nobody there though, was there Yeah, Tony? That's what I mean. Nobody, there was nobody, nobody in mean,
3: I, I get shouted at all the time, you know, with, you you leaving people in space, or whatever. But that's a fundamental part of it. You know, let, let's be honest here, right? If let, let's just go back all them years to the Mourinho phase one. At 2-0 up with 10 minutes ago, we could have gone down the pub. Because you knew no one was going to get near us. You knew Drogba could run the ball into the corner, right? He's replaced Havert, uh, Lukaku with Havertz. I think Lukaku can hold the ball in the corner. He's a big brute of a player who can actually stand there elbowing people out of the way. And Havertz fancy, fancy danning it around. I mean, it just, the whole thing seemed to, to crumble me. But I, I agree. The substitutions, that, that was, and I tweeted about this afterwards, one of the most appalling bits of game management I can remember. you tune in up with 10 minutes to go sh- Put the plot in the fucking bus. The fans won't care. I don't want to be entertained for the last 10 minutes while
0: we're 2-0 up. Well, we hadn't been entertained what, for I the previous previous 80, so why would we yeah. worry?
3: I'll tell you what I want to do, Chich. 2-0 up 10 minutes ago. I want to walk out the ground going, fucking three points. That's We probably only need a draw now to secure yeah. third. Yeah. That's what I want.
0: Totally right, I, mate. I, You
3: know, and I, I take his point about leaving gaps and on the counter-attack. Well, don't do it then.
0: Well, I think, to be fair to, to Tuka, if we go back and revisit what he said, he was just, he was saying exactly that. Why? Well, yes. Why when you're two nil up, are yeah. you going forward kamikaze style with yeah. silver silver up there in the attack as well, yeah, and exactly. then leave yourself open to a counter, which is the one thing yeah. we know that they're going to be trying to do to us all game. So I, I don't I think he, bit, I think he was he's saying what we're wanting. Yes. It's just that the players didn't deliver what he wanted.
3: No. Not, uh, but it's a pattern, Chich. I
0: know, but it's been he's a pattern for the a big long time
3: to spot these patterns and make this stuff stop happening. But I absolutely do not want him to go. I think if Roman had been in charge, he might have, no, have been won't. a bit of an iffy stage here. Yeah, but you We're, know what? We'll,
0: we'll never know that. No, we'll never we'll know. Never but know what that. I would say
3: is, yeah, he hasn't got his team. This has been well discussed in, in The Athletic and other uh, other papers yeah. as well. Okay. Our, our, our revolving door policy on managers has meant that every manager has come in and has to try and work with the previous manager's team. Yeah, I know. I, and, and they've never been given a chance to build up. I want him to stay. I want him to do well. But I also want to get away from this... He seems to get a free pass from a lot of people when well, they go. Well, I think, he's not, I, yeah, he's but I think, sport. mate, no, mate Tony,
0: I think there's a reason for that, and and we've we, we talk, we've talked about it every show for the last two months, so we know what that is. But look, you're, I I do agree with you. In essence, nobody. Uh, you know, nobody is beyond criticism. Nobody is beyond judgment. And, you know, he, he is like everybody else in that respect. And I think I think what, would, what I've been trying to say in this this show so far is that there are clear examples of where actually yeah. maybe he didn't get it right. He's not infallible, yeah. you know. He, uh, only me and JK are infallible. No, of course we're not. I think <laughs> it's another word that ends in bubble or something like that. Anyway, talking about... Uh, to- I'm looking at
3: JK's face and I'm thinking he's got a word for a, a He's little. trying to think of one now. I, can <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I you incredible.
0: can tell... Gullible. Gullible. Gullible.
4: Incorrigible. 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 That's my favourite. my favourite.
0: That's my, my favourite so far. Inhospitable. as oh,
4: well, a writer, innit?
0: Inhospitable. Accountable. No, I like incorrigible. That gets my vote. Now, listen, I'll tell you what else gets my vote. Uh, actually, uh, it's the Chelsea, well, you know, the CFC UK fanzine. Um, last chance to get it this season. Uh, the last one, uh, you'll probably be able to get it at the Leicester match. Hopefully the Watford match if Dave's printed enough. Um, so maybe it's a good time for you now to start thinking about next season. Now, obviously, if you go to a match, it's easy. You just uh, go to the stall opposite Fulham when you pick up a copy for only a pound uh, or you listen out on the Fulham Road and you'll hear various sellers saying just the same and you buy one for a quid. Um, But if you don't go to the match, then what do you do? Well, it's easy. You can subscribe, and that means you get them sent in the post all year, about eight or ten, depending on how many we do. Um, And the email address to inquire as to how to subscribe is fanzine at cfcuk.net. And that will cost you, for every issue in a season, 16 quid in the UK, 35 quid in Europe, 45 quid for the rest of the world. Uh, and if you can't do that, then that's all right. You can. You don't have to have a hard copy. You can have a an emailable PDF version uh, and a subscription for a year for the digital copy is six quid or a pound each. Uh, either option, you can pay via PayPal. Of course, the address being fanzine at cfcuk dot net as I said. But best to email Dave at that email address first and get it all sorted out for next season. There you go. Now we're going to be back in a very short while to get our teeth more into the players versus Tuchel argument. Chich J.K. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there, and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable.
1: The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live—it's <laughs> all too much. <laughs> I know,
0: J.K. I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it?
3: Fans, real I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total Nutters and Proper Chelsea. Football
0: Fancast.com Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I am, of course, Stamford Chidge, and I'm joined by the Right Honourable Lord of the Privy Seal, uh, Sir Jonathan St. John Kidd.
2: Speaking think, of the Privy Seal, I ought to go and have a wee in a minute. But anyway, carry on. Yeah. Because um, that, of course, is a privy. That's where you went. Um, uh... I, I was
0: not privy to that information.
2: Oh, Chidge. Oh, you it's, are, it's you hang are on tonight, in- incandescent with heat. <laughs> you are. Limey. Limey, oh, Limey. <laughs> Lovely to be on the show with yeah. such eminent, eminent guests. Oh, oh,
0: oh! Well, it's the old smut buddies. It's lovely when they come on together. That's why I yeah. try and schedule it thus. Tony, lovely to see you, mate.
3: It's, I'll tell you what—you've you, no idea what's happening with me looking at Alex
0: there. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But she just bats it away. She's she does so bats cool, it away. Calm oh, and no, collected, no, isn't no. she? No. No. I'm not sure you're
2: allowed to say that anymore, Tony.
3: Yeah. Probably not. I
4: I'm, I'm... you can because Alex is not a woke dickhead who's going to cry. Uh,
0: Thank you, Carly. Yeah, see? There you go. She's yeah. not. Lovely to see you. Always lovely to see you, especially when you spent the day on the medway. I drove the boat. Did you? Put
4: in charge of a 70-tonne vessel My and God. I drove it you broke... alone. You,
0: you did it. You managed it.
4: I did, yeah. I was at the wheel. He taught me uh, how to steer, uh, read the chart and steer the boys. Obviously, the qualified person was watching at all times, but I was driving the boat.
0: Well, I'm I'm heartily and mightily impressed. Um, I wish you could drive the boat that is Chelsea FC, actually, because that might help <laughs> us considerably. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get our teeth well and truly into this whole player versus two issue that we kind of started <clears throat> in part one. Um, now, I've got I found a very interesting stat on uh, on. Twitter yesterday, and I for the live me, as always. I forgot to put who put it on there, so I'm sorry. Don't feel I'm nicking your stuff, and sorry for not crediting you with it. But uh, um, I think that there is something that is clearly going on here, and the reality is, uh, like transitions and not being able to deal with them, this is not a new phenomenon at Chelsea. This is not a necessarily a two call issue. It it'll, it'll be a two call issue and possibly a club issue to sort it out, but I don't think you can pin this one entirely at him. Um, In 2018, uh, we had 70 points. So 2017-18 season, 70 points. Man City won with 100. 18-19, 72 points. Man City won with 98 points. 19-20, 66 points. Liverpool uh, won it with 99 points. 20-21, 67 points. This is what we got. Man City got 86 points. And this year we're on sixty-seven points. Liverpool and City are both on eighty-three. Somebody on Twitter again. I f- forgive me, I forgot who it was, but they made a very interesting comment, which actually picked up on what I'd been saying in uh, in the pub. I think to Dan and, and Martin and anybody else stupid enough to listen to me. Clayton was in the boozer afterwards too, as well as all the Yanks. And actually, actually, I've got a quick. Uh, oh, no, I'll wait till after we've had this bit. I've got uh, uh, J.K. Remind me to uh, talk tell you about Charlie. All right. Okay. Ready? Anyway, so the, the interesting thing uh, is that Matic, Nemanja Matic, left in 2017. And I don't think that we've had a bona fide, unless I'm completely forgotten or stupid, I don't think we've had a bona fide defensive midfielder since. So I wonder if there's any coincidence, therefore, that probably since around that time, We've struggled uh, in the transition that we lose the ball and get rinsed, and it often leads to a, a goal or another calamity. Um, JK, what do you think, old Bean? Uh, wasn't Conte originally that man? No, I don't think he's. I mean. I think we were under the misapprehension that he was. I don't think he was a. I don't think he was a d- d- defensive midfielder.
2: Was if, it Danny Drinkwater then?
0: Well, <laughs> fuck knows. Well, he may be. I. I don't know what he is apart from shit. But look. not
4: drinking water that he's yeah, doing
0: exactly. Danny drink vodka. I mean, look, M- McAuley was a defensive midfielder. Yeah. John Obi Mikel was an absolutely outstanding defensive midfielder. By which I mean. They, they got a nosebleed if they went over the halfway line. Yeah. They were there to shield the defence. They yeah. interrupted play. And they made a simple pass, usually sideways or forwards, to a player with more talent to go and create something. That was Correct. their role, and that's what they did. And Imani Matic, who was nowhere near as good as Mikel, in my opinion, but did a reasonable job. Kante... Was such a phenomenal player in a in a way he could do all lots of different things. Uh, I mean I think he he could be a disruptor. He would nick the ball, he would intercept it from people, and then run with it. But I, I I don't think you can call him just a defensive midfielder. I'm still struggling to know what to call Conte, but I I don't think on a defensively on a defensive midfield point he's ever done exactly what Makaleli Matic or uh, Mikel did. So Alex. you...
4: Just to play devil's advocate, I don't believe Mikel was bought for that. No, he like, wasn't. But Mourinho we, turned him into a very Mourinho good one. turned him into it and shoehorned him into it. But that's not why we bought him. So that's... I, I, do we just not have a history of buying players in that
0: position? Well, hang on a minute. We got we got Makaleli who defined the role. You know, we bought Makaleli from Real Madrid because they didn't like him because they, cause he couldn't score bicycle kicks, you know, five times a season and they didn't understand him. So he 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 left not being misunderstood and came to us and helped us win the Premier League. You know, McAlley defined that role. Jose liked understood the benefits of that role, and as you say, he got Mikel and turned Mikel into a very a very good defensive midfielder. And that then then I think continued with Matic. and then suddenly somewhere along the line we ditched it, and ever since we've been struggling in the transition. Tony.
3: Yeah, and I I I think it's, it's you know it's not something I'd really thought of. Um... Until I saw the point you are making me. I think I'm also quite shocked at the bloody gap between us and City and Liverpool. Um, it has barely changed in, <laughs> in that amount of time. That is quite a damning statistic, isn't it? That, um, but you're right. I think I think we've had chances, possibly in the market, or, or to you know. This, I think Alex's point was really good because Mourinho saw something in Mikel and converted him to that. I think he was he, he was originally bought was quite a marauding. Um, you know, he played that way for Nigeria.
2: He played yeah. up front for Nigeria. Yeah, yeah.
3: And, and Nigerians were quite upset with Mourinho about the fact that they yeah. basically, you know, they saw it as, as kind of killing a, 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 an exciting player. But, you know, we have a habit of, of, of criticising and getting on the backs of people, the water carriers. That's the phrase I was looking really for. Didier Deschamps phrase, wasn't it? Where it was like, you know, what I'll do, I'll just, I'll do it at the back. I'll do it really well. I'm not particularly glamorous. I'm not particularly going to get you out of your seat, but you know, McAlady wasn't a get you out of seat sort of player. So I think it's a really good point. And, and when you think about it, that's five years now. And I, that was—I was going to raise the point anyway. I mean, it's five years that we haven't competed for the for the title, and it, it, you know, it worries me that we're be, you know we're we're starting to accept Arsenalification. Um, and oh, third, great, you know. Well, if we finish fourth with Champions League football above anything else, um, I don't know I want the league. I want the bragging rights. I want to walk around with a shirt that says Champions of the Premier League on it. So I think you're right, Chidge. I, I absolutely think. I'm Looking around, I do wonder whether we've missed out on a few players as well that we could have, or whether we've let players go that could have converted into that. Uh, and Tamora and Guay comes to mind, you know. Uh, Tamori's having a very good set. I don't know if you saw his interview the other day, his post-match interview, where he he carried the entire interview out in Italian. Without, you know, he's obviously made the effort. And I I always admire that in players. It shows a kind of uh, intelligence or or whatever. But yeah, uh, Matic, you know, we could sit here over a load of Guinness cheat and we could cry about the players we've let go and the players that we've seen in the past. That, you know we don't have now and don't get us out of our chairs and we we don't think we can rely on the ones that we've got i don't know what the answer is is, is chalabar potentially um uh, could he be developed into that, well, player that you know, I,
0: I, I mean may i i mean you know I think we were saying weren't we before the break that why yeah. why hasn't Tuchel at least tried that given yeah. given that we're so short in so many positions but we just need to buy one, basically, I think, Alex. I think so.
4: Or is yeah. it going to be Ampadu?
0: Well, yeah, I I would be quite... Well, we're going to get onto that in a minute, but I, I'll be quite keen to see him back. JK, what do you say? I mean, Paul Crowder, the lovely PC, who I love to pieces, has, has quite rightly mentioned that in our title-winning season, which was uh, 16 uh, sixteen seventeen, of course, um, Conte did use Conte uh as exactly that a central defensive midfield player i'm trying for the life of me remember can you remember a lineup from that kind of who would you who would he've been playing with in midfield at that time can't remember
1: because
0: he you'd have been playing in a in a i mean conte like uh 352 didn't he well, it would have been Matic, wouldn't Matic. it? Well, Matic, was Matic playing anyway. So we actually had two defensive midfielders, effectively. Well, I think
2: Matic was playing further. Well, I gave Kante the opportunity. I think they swapped, didn't they? Swap around, I
1: think
3: that was yeah. yeah. part of it. Yeah, that was, that's my recollection, is yeah. that, you know, where, where one was, where one wasn't, the other one was. I that mean, you know, Kopp has doing all the work, all the attacking
2: work anyway. Yeah. So please don't. perhaps you don't do talk, need, you need the two to, to, to when, when he gives the ball away, when they lose the ball, you've yeah. got two players to mop up well
0: i mean conte was 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 arguably more defensive but he he, he played counter attack didn't he that was what his his gambit was so you know yeah well anyway look I just think it was an interesting point to raise because it i mean obviously it, it puts another uh slant on the on the one of the key things we need to get in the summer is a defensive midfielder and whether rice is that man i mean you know look the other thing I would say about about this this whole you know players or two cool thing. Um, you know, there have been similar. I mean, as I said, I, you know, it seems we know, it, it, I, maybe there's a mentality thing here. And, you know, maybe we've got a lot of players who, as we've we've said every bloody week, you know, legacy players, legacy system players, l- players from even back in the days of Conte, you name it, players who think if they basically chuck it in, the manager will get fired. That's a mentality issue. Um, Because I just can't buy, as I said earlier on, that there is, you know all of the things that we're seeing now are things that we have seen before even though you have other issues to factor in like the incredible amount of games we've had to play this season and the really bad shit we've had with with uh injuries jk so i i'm, I'm i think it's you've got to look at the players here mate really i do think but,
2: that But most significantly the same pattern happened at the end of last season
0: if you remember in the we, league we, in the league yeah and yeah then we but went- and, and then we
2: lost quick. the FA Cup final. And went won the Champions League. But we had all
0: all eyes on the Champions League. We thought so at the time, if you remember, because we were playing yeah. brilliantly yeah. in that competition and stinking the place out everywhere else, weren't we?
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. So perhaps at the moment he, you know, he's trying to pace them, and uh, uh, or perhaps they are themselves pacing themselves for the because uh, of the cup final coming up.
0: Well, I mean, in, psychologically,
2: in, whether that's happening, in you know, yeah. They can't
0: and in the and the, you know in the cold light of day, mate, if they win the FA Cup this season and they finish third or fourth, you you've got to say, well, well done. I mean, yeah. okay, we know it's going to be disappointing to, to, to finish the same amount of points behind City or Liverpool, but you know what? You have to bring the context in, and this season has been unlike any other. So, yeah, and a huge
2: mitigating circumstance. Yeah, absolutely. So
0: and we still have won more trophies than any other club. Budam Tush, UEFA for Super Cup, Club World Cup, and maybe the FA Cup. You know, you got. Think-
3: I lost you for a while there. Um, uh, my, my internet seemed to go down or whatever. Um, it was only for a, about a minute or so, but I, I was you picking up on the point of sort of spirit or whatever and, and why why this happens. And I I do think a lot of it emanates from your leader on the pitch. And I, I just don't think as has got that um, that kind of. Do you know what I mean? It, it, you know, if you, if you buy Declan Rice and you don't make him captain, what was the point? You want somebody who's I mean, Declan Rice got himself in a bit of trouble last week, didn't he? Because he basically went up to the ref and
0: called him bent, didn't he? Yeah, he, he got that from being at Chelsea, I reckon. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's it. And I miss
3: that. And I, I miss that. I mean, you know, Rudiger was was less shit than less less of his shit than normal. So I wonder whether his mind is on the fact that he's going, and it's it, you know, not a deliberate uh, sort of sitting back, if you like, or or taking his foot off the pedal. It subconsciously happens when you know you're going to be going somewhere else. A kind of human nature thing and I, I think that when you talk about never say die spirit and you look at Real Madrid last week and, and the way and what they did to us and this is their third round when they've done it uh, I think on the bounce but you look at those Chelsea teams previously where you had JT as a captain where you had that bastard for want of a better phrase on the pitch Um and, and I wonder whether you know Bazby wasn't on the pitch obviously for the last 10 minutes but you know
0: I, yeah, I, but Silver was. Silver was, Tony, yeah. uh, who's a leader. And Rudiger was, who has been a leader, until he stopped being a leader the minute he's decided to go, I think.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I, I do wonder whether that's the issue. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm intrigued now. I'm going to go away and think about this this defensive midfield. You, you bastard. I could be laying in bed tonight. Good.
0: Shane. That's my aim. Well, I'm going to leave you with it, about another 25 headaches now because I, uh, the lovely Daniel. Remember we had Daniel on the show the other week, JK, how wonderful he was, Daniel Child. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to try and get him back. Actually, he was—he was great fun having him on the show. But he's—he's a—he's a smart cookie. But he put out this tweet, and I never ever replied to these because I just think they're so juvenile. Normally, but I—I I thought, no, that's a really good one, Daniel. I'm going—I'm in. You count me in. I said, uh, and he basically was kind of wondering how many players he could name that that were definitely still going to be here next year or deserve to be. Judge, uh, we've done this every year for the past five years. Oh, so really, I am quite childish, and I shouldn't be so pompous. Is that what you're saying?
2: <laughs> well, no, I. I... Because you're a
0: diplomat, you are, Jake. I we do it.
3: And each year, the same lot are still there. Well,
0: let's so. let's see what I've come up with after that little tweetage with uh, Daniel and his chums. The ones that I said would, the, the first came to mind who I said were definitely in would be Mondi, Silver, Chaloba, James, Chilwell, Kovacic, Mount, Havertz, and Hudson O'Doy. Okay. And a lot of people question Hudson O'Doy, but my feeling on that was that mm-hmm. we still just haven't seen enough of him. He's been injured for half the season, yeah. he was injured before that uh he's been very you know we know that Tuchel gets on his case whenever he does play he's had to play out position a lot of times and he's not in a decent run on the side he's still very 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 young I think we need to see more of him and from him before we make that decision now for me the jury is out on uh Kante, Lukaku, Werner, Cheek, Pulisic and Ziyech so, the definitely oots would be, and I forgot to put one here actually that to make it 10. Like how did I even forget the man? Kepper out. Rudiger, we know, is going. Christensen, we know, is going. Saar should go. Alonso, probably going. Aspie, probably going. Saul will be going. Barkley and Kennedy absolutely should be going. And I think Jorginho may well go too. And uh, I wouldn't have a problem with any of that. Uh, I mean, Rudiger I'd like to stay, but it's a done deal. Uh, then we've got low to come back. So Gallagher, Gilmore, Colwell, Ampadu and Clark Salter. And then there are, amazingly, JK, which is, speaks to the point you're making. Still, these players are on Chelsea's books. How the fucking fuck did this happen? Emerson Bakayoko
2: starts next year. Yeah.
0: Emerson, Bakayoko, Batshuayi, Miazga, oh, Baba, God. Drinkwater, Ted Bowley. You know, this club's been brilliantly run in some respects the last 20 years and appallingly run in others. And this is one area that you, my friend, need to address. How are these players still on the payroll? Emerson, Bakayoko, Batchuai, Miasga, Babra and Drinkwater. But I mean, cutting a very long story short, there's only nine players out of that squad that I'm prepared to see still here next year. OK, another six 50-50, but it's not a lot.
2: Chidge, do you think as a, a gesture of the incoming owner, it might be that he goes with your desire to, not that he consults you or not that you consult him. How do you know? Consulted, hey, I, I, there may be already, <laughs> you may already have the... Uh,
0: me, and the Todd, mate, about- me and Todd yeah. are like that. When he found out that I actually do have an LA Dodgers baseball hat, he said, oh, this is my guy. He loves Chelsea yes, and so the he Dodgers. Is, yeah. 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 He's actually
2: in the room with you, isn't he? He's about to poke, poke he his is. head the, yeah. uh,
0: he's in. He's in the gimp room down cool. there. You know, is he okay? Yeah with 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 a with a snooker ball on his gob touching to Sarah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Zed's dead baby. Yeah, Zed's dead. <laughs> but
2: um but yeah it might be that he then goes yeah okay we'll we'll get about four marquee signings with we, the new owners.
0: We may well do. I mean I I I mean this begs another question doesn't it guys and that is um I mean what I'm saying and I don't know if you agree with me it sounds like you're broadly in agreement but If there are that few players that we absolutely definitely want to have here still and, you know, another six with a question mark out and nine, sorry, ten that will be out and six that should never see Stamford Bridge again, that's a lot of players to ship out in one season. It is. You know, it's a massive disruption that happens. And we remember last season when Tuchel was saying, no, I'm creating a family here and I like it like that. But I think I think we need to have this kind of a clear out. I think we need to have a massive reset, and I think the fact that Bowley is coming in, uh, if if he and Tuchel really talk, and you know Tuchel has input into this, then maybe we're in for this kind of a reset and do it in a way that will work, like 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 what happened in two thousand and three, for example. It yeah.
3: seemed I've, I've looked at that, and, and there's pretty much all of your six juries out on. I would. I would probably keep for another year. I would definitely, I mean, Zayesh, I think, has shown me enough. Kante, look, he's, he's he's in decline, but he's still a good player to have around, I think. Just not one that you'd rely on. Lukaku, I think, deserves the second season. I I, I think he's probably desperate, and he, he showed me enough on, on Saturday. Um, Werner, I still like him. He doesn't get me out of my chair like Hazard used to,
0: but he, he does he me when funny. he gets offside.
3: But you know, he's also been you know, unlucky, and he's he, we've, we've never criticized hard working players. We've just we've, we've Chelsea fans tend to have a, a thing about having a go at lazy bastards who just don't even seem to want to try or whatever. Um, Cheek again, he's just about. Done enough. I mean it's a it's a weird one. I I, I understand why you put duriers out on them, but I would I think I would probably keep all six and definitely out. I'd have all of them out and get off the books. And then Lone needs to come back. Well definitely Gallagher. Um, you know, Gilmore, he's had a shite old season at uh, at Norwich but played really well for Scotland. Um and Ampadu, I believe, he hasn't had the, the greatest of seasons either. But you know. These are the sort of players that I think Tuchel could develop. Do you know what I mean? This is part and of what I've maintained for a long time. The, the, the coach's job is not just to select from a shopping list as if he's at Asda and go, well, I want them, and I, but I want the Waitrose beans. I don't want any of that Asda shit. I want these Waitrose ones here or whatever, yeah. Um, his job is to take these players and, and improve them. And I think there's probably enough there you know, to improve. The, the academy is now showing the fruits of its its labours over the years so i think there's a chance there and i think a couple of big purchases and it, you know if you can offload those players keep the ones you've got you probably only need like you said a massive yeah for me top of my shopping list would be declan rice i think the band's you know he's rolls rice yeah he's absolutely phenomenal he's a shit house uh he's i think isn't he He's got better passing and tackling stats than any one of our team at the moment. You can say when he's only playing for West Ham, it doesn't matter. This is a talented young lad that we let go, that I think even the Chelsea coaches, or the scout staff, will be thinking, "Cross, that was one that slipped through the net. Go get him back. And then, like you said, maybe another striker to to, to, to play against, as I don't think Habits is an out and out striker, but someone that Lukaku can, you know, that we can rotate in and out with Lukaku you know, again, people have criticized and go, well, Tammy Abraham, he's the top scorer in series. And they go, oh, well, Serie A's a load of old shit. Well it's not that shit. You know, he's still playing for a top team. That have, they've, won, they've won the Serie A haven't they? No. Oh Roman, no, no, but I, I think they've got a chance for fine. And Mourinho's no, they, in the it, Europa given,
2: conference final. In the yeah, Europa but
3: Mourinho has given him the chance to to, to to kind of develop. And I just I, I get frustrated when I see players going away from us. Doing well, that we end up playing like Lukaku, that we end up paying fucking ten times as much as we did to let him go. And so I think you're right. I like the reset. I, the jury is out. I would keep all. I think they all probably deserve one more season. Loftus Cheek has shown enough lately um, to, to show me that his confidence is is kind of there. You know, he had a serious injury, and I think it takes a lot for players to come back from them. It really does. That and Hudson, Adoy, you've got some good good young players in there. Um, so I wouldn't be against that. I just think that your your loan needs to come back. Not sure about all, all five of them, but get off the books. That's a shocking one. That is. I still can't believe I'm seeing Miazga's name in there.
0: That's just scandalous. Frightening. Absolutely frightening. Now, now I can't remember who, but Jonathan. And it
2: was me first. I've forgotten the point I was going to make. But uh, the, <laughs> in, the, in the end, Tony, you appear to have not wanted to get rid of anybody. No, you, know. You've said positive things about absolutely everybody, other than and I I I can't think that's what the team is about. In order for the team to be an elite team, um, I mean, I'm I'm prepared for for Tuchel to say, no, 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 I like him. He's got positive uh, things. thing as you said, certain aspects about them, but for me, I think the Werner. The Werner mystery has outrun its uh, uh, the Werner story and the, the 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 aspect of allowing him, making allowances for him. It, it's that kind of performance that s- stops us from becoming an elite club. We're supposed to be the best club in the world. We're supposed to be won the Champions League. That's the aim of the new owners, is to carry on with us as one of the best clubs, if not the best club in the world, to compete at that level. Werner does not compete at that level for me. Um Havertz in and out doing that. Um the Kaku. Definitely not. And so I'm damningly, I would say cheek. It's no good constantly saying, well, he's getting a bit better. He it, it isn't dynamic enough for me, cheek. He, he, I have the positives for him. Yeah, good runs, does a bit here and there, good. But what we need, and what you didn't mention, was somebody like a hazard, take the ball by the, the game oh. by the scruff of the neck and and get you know a winger. What how, who is it that that um um, somebody, Vinicius, brilliant Vinicius. Somebody along the way must have seen that he was available. Madrid got him. Similarly, with the the guy who plays for uh, Liverpool, the winger they got from Porto, fantastic yes. addition. Now we appear to be not uh, in any way in for those kind of players at the moment. In order to compete at the top level, that we need to get to actually be up there with City, they need to up their game with purchases. Now I know that he is about making teams. Play well, all right. So it's, it's not going to happen. Was, that was
0: in the yeah. old the old regime. That's what they wanted, i.e. to not spend too much money. Yes, but I that's mean, what
2: every everybody.
0: But wants it wasn't it have. wasn't a bad strategy because Chelsea were, no. were trying to recruit play, or, or move players up from the youth, which is a great yeah. idea. Yeah. Have yeah. have a, you know good quality players elsewhere think, and sprinkle achieving. a few sprinkle a few world class players with big signings. I mean, that's not yeah. bad. I
2: can't, also, I can't Tony totally agree with you about Tomori and Gohi. I think Tomori had a culture problem he's a very intelligent guy what didn't get on with Frank didn't think he was going to have first team perform um, uh, chances and went to Italy because he, he really enjoyed being in Italy. He's that kind of guy he wanted to learn the language. I think I think it was uh, the impression I got was that that he, he didn't think his chances were great and he wanted to go to a, a continental side good for him Gerhi similarly he couldn't be offered the possibility of playing he wasn't to know of course that we'd be in such a state that he would have played a lot. So yes, I agree. He slipped through the net, but, um, and Livramento the same, but Liveramento he's now got injured, of course. And, and um, um, what's his face at Southampton is, uh, Brozier. Brozier is, is gone a bit off the boil. He's been slightly found out. So it's, it's easy to look at these players and go, oh, we shouldn't have let them go. go but they decided to go. We, they, it's, it's fantastic that the, the, that Cobham is producing this kind of player. But for me, um, you've got to let go some of these players and just we've got to give up with the possibility they might come good and just accept that something needs to happen until so he gets his players in, that, that, that Ducal actually gets players that he wants to work with rather think, than working with players he's trying to make better who are ultimately letting him down for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I
3: thinking. think you have to be realistic <laughs> and, and say that they're not going to do a massive clear. No one's ever done it. it well, we
0: did, we did in 2003.
3: Yeah, but they're not going to do this again. I mean, this lot are going to come in and it's going to be much more based around the Liverpool but, but Tony, model of whatever. I, and, and 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 maybe that's what it. What yeah. I'm saying. What I'm saying is, I don't think. I my personal view is, is it doesn't need the 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 drastic surgery of all six of juries out to go. All the rest, yeah. On, yeah,
0: out. no, exactly. But listen, mate, I I agree with you. And there's another reason for that, and arguably the most important reason. The one person that they need to sign up now on a long-term deal is Thomas Tuchel. Because I, I do think yes. we have an opportunity to reset the mentality of the club. And yes. yes, I know I know it all worked wonderfully well with Roman firing managers every 18 months. Yes, and, and I know it almost sounds like sacrilege to say we need to stop doing that. But maybe we can do this another way. Maybe we'll have to do it another way. Because, you know, basically it was kind of chaos management all the way through. Oh oh dear! It's got tit gone tits up again. So let's spunk thirty million away on having to fire this manager, and then they go and have to buy the next one. You know, another hundred and fifty quid million quid's worth of players. You know, and it, it's just chaos. It worked, but it, you know why? We I don't see that happening with Bowley. I think Bowley and and his team are going to be much more analytical. Hopefully, a little bit like the FSG group, so unearth talent that nobody else has found and do their analytics on it, not spunk so much money away. But actually, the most important thing is to give Tuchel a long-term contract and say, you're our guy. You're one of the best, most elite managers in the world. We want you to make a plan and do what Klopp's done at Liverpool, and getting us winning the Champions League regularly, and the league title regularly, and yeah, we will I've... back you to do that. So actually, what we really need to be doing this summer is not doing what Roman did, and just buy, you know, pet, pet players, because he could afford it, but to buy people that Tuchel needs to play in the way that Tuchel wants, because yes, we've got absolutely. so many fucking players from all sorts of different management regimes. It's, it's, that's why you've got square pegs in round holes all the time.
3: And, and, and arguably, that's what Liverpool have done, Yes, right. They've 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 worked to what Klopp wanted, and they were patient enough with him in in the first couple of years. You know, I'm I'm certainly not shouting for two heads. I mean, it's his first full season, right, yeah. and he's still playing the majority of a squad built by Lampard, Sari, and Conte. He really is, yeah. And I, I think that that that's a very key point. And City, let's face it, City built that house for Pep. Yeah, Mancini and all the other managers were, were merely caretakers so they could get Pep and they built that whole thing around what his whole yeah that was all going on in the background so yeah. I, I totally agree with you I just think that any new owners not going to come in and you're not going to spend they're going to spunk 500 million away on, on no, new well, players.
0: They can't anyway because of FFP. No. Alex sorry my love you, I, I didn't mean to overlook you Um a question I would ask to you in relation to all of that is whatever way we swing this or look at it, we still absolutely, completely and utterly need a spine of that team, bar the goalkeeper. We need a a centre-back, a central defensive midfielder, a creative midfielder and a striker. We still need a spine because we don't have it.
4: We don't. I was thinking back to those glory days of fucking Czech, Terry... Mikel, I don't laugh at Mikel all you want, but you're right. He was good where he was. And and then all the way up to Drogba up front, and you just think they were, in Tony's words, they were players that made you get out of your seat, and we're lacking that at the moment. Yeah, yeah. There's the potential that we already have some of those players, but they are still young. Yeah. It's great that they've come through into the first team. It's brilliant. It's amazing. It's such a credit to the club. But they're not at that status yet, that no. stature,
1: yet.
0: They aren't. There's a way to go and there's a lot of work to do. It's Mm. going to be a very interesting summer, which is why we, uh, I think what we'll be doing, actually, I should tell you this, people, because we're near the end of the season. But uh, I think what we're planning to do is to do more of the 50 years series in the traditional Monday night slot. uh, But keep the Friday night slot going to catch up on all the news, because I do think this is going to be a very busy summer for Chelsea and there will be a lot of news now. Before we get into all of that, of course, we've still got this issue of the running and JK's going to chuckle here, or at least I hope he is, because a couple of weeks ago or maybe even last week, I, I said, JK, how does this leave us in the top four running? This is what I reckon is going to happen. And my first one on there was, I said, well, Chelsea against Wolves. Well, Wolves are on the beach, but they're stubborn bastards. It will either win it or draw it, I said. So there you go. Uh you know, Arsenal versus Leeds, Leeds are fighting rele- relegation, but they're shit. Arsenal will whoop their asses and they'll win. What I didn't predict, I predicted an, a great big fat L for Spurs against Liverpool, so they kind of screwed things up a bit there. So, so you know, we kind of got away with one, weirdly, because Spurs drew against Liverpool. Um, but it's still all about Arsenal v Spurs, isn't it, as to where we, we finish. I mean, we still need... Um, you know what? How many points have we got now? Sixty-seven. We, what did I say we needed? Seventy-six to be absolutely guaranteed third, but seventy-five would do it. So we still need another five. We need eight points from three games. That's you see. That's put the pressure on again by drawing. But we we need. I think it's seventy-three points to guarantee fourth. Actually, so uh, I think, think the other two will knock each other out as well. as well. So
4: we still if need. They, if they draw, we're good.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but we still need, we still basically need two wins, whichever way we look at it. Um, which again, as we all said on paper, out of Leeds, away, Leicester at home and Watford at home. If they can't get two wins out of those three matches, JK, then they shouldn't be on the pitch at all. Um, <laughs> we'll,
2: we'll lose against
0: Leeds. <laughs> well, I did say, I said, we'll either draw or lose. I've I got the know. draw. Yeah. I said we
2: draw, didn't I? yeah I said it would be a draw. I said one-one. It was put. It yep, was two-two. Yep. Two. Um, uh, and we'll um, uh, we'll draw with Leicester, and we'll beat Watford, and yes. it'll still be enough.
0: So that'll yeah. give us seventy-two points,
3: right? Be, yeah, fourth, I think. You know, um, yeah, Both um, Ar- 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 Arsenal and Spurs aren't going to win every game. They can't, can they?
0: Well, as, as I said, Tony, basically, this is before they have just played, but. Yeah. If they were, if Arsenal were to win all their matches, they'd end up at 75 points. They're on right. course for that right now. If they yeah. draw to Spurs, it'd be 73. If they lose to Spurs, it'd be 72. If Spurs right. win all of their matches, which they clearly haven't now because they drew against Liverpool, but they would have got 73 points. So their right. maximum is now 71. Yeah. If they draw to Arsenal, that becomes 70. And if they lose to Arsenal, it becomes 69. So yes. Yeah? So, I totally well, think- agree,
3: but what I don't want is... Didn't we lose the last game of the season last year against Villa and other results went our way, hence we managed to finish yeah. we did? I mean, I, I would rather hope we'd have learnt from that. Um, it, it does look a bit of a repetition of last season with an FA Cup final coming up and this battle for, for third or fourth. And, um, you know, that's what worries me. I, I'm with JK. Leeds are absolutely, you know, they are shockingly bad. But that means nothing when you meet Chelsea, does it?
0: But having said all that, um, given that Spurs will either be on 70 or 69 points, even if they're on 70, then we only need one win because our goal difference is far better than than theirs. So I think it's I mean, it would have to be unbelievably fuckwittery and calamitous for us to not finish fourth. But I think third might go, actually, to mm. Arsenal, given who I, they've I'm got left. I'm convinced
2: it will. I'm convinced it will. But I, I don't... Because Leeds, I mean, they're surely not going to be all committed to
0: playing as... as we're going to, going to preview it in a minute. Let's let's keep our yeah. power dry on Leeds, you know. Right. We, I don't want to talk about Leeds as much as possible, if you know what I mean. okay <laughs> just, just say we're going to lose because they want it more than us. Well, there's a chance of that, but they were shocking against Arsenal. But not in the second half. You've got, you've got me doing it now, so I'm going to shut up. Yeah, you know, I got to practice what I preach. Uh, look, look very quickly, and very lastly. Uh, I mean, obviously, we didn't get. I mean, I can't. We did. I, said, I suppose we saw him on the big screen, didn't we? And I could just about pick out who he was and where he was from where I sit. But Ted Bowley was there with a couple of other guys. I, th- I thought he was a was a, a, an, an encouragingly scruffy individual. I'm always a great fan of people who are very rich being really scruffy. Me. You know, because I'm very scruffy, but sadly, I'm not very rich. But, um. He was at the game. Do you know the thing, uh, Alex, that I like most about Ted Bowley was the fact... Uh, the whistle. The whistle. That's right. Well, you know, because oh, I, I said it. No, I said it in the WhatsApp group. The, the, I can't, can you do it? Can you do it? I, I've never been able to like put two fingers in my mouth and do the whistle. You can't do it? It's
4: all to do with, like, folding your tongue up and pushing it back. Yeah. I can't
3: do it. No. Wait, uh, wait. one um, no, I'll, tell, I'll drive your dogs mad and you'll have nothing
0: but barking and licking no, going on. No. I've dribbled all down my arm. Yeah, but you do that anyway. I <coughs> oh, do I, I didn't realise. I mean, I used to be able to blow a trumpet, but I can't do this, so I don't know what's going on. You know. If you've got a good embouchure. Yeah, very good. Okay. I don't know what that means, but it sounded good, so I said, yeah. Mm. What, what <laughs> are you but talking it's about? Up, on it? You, good what, lip. Good you lip. Got... the lip in, it's
3: the oh, same the mouth, isn't it? Yeah. I think on, on the serious point, it was Oosh. good to see him there. Yeah. I think it was encouraging for the fans. Yeah. And, and, and it gives him a first-hand view of what it's like when we can't sell tickets to our own fans. Um, I mean, well. he could have gone to he a looked,
0: member, Tony, for God's sake. He looked, he looked, he looked like,
3: he... like most of us. That's, I like the fact that he was scruffy. He yeah, looked like too. most of us. He looked as bemused at the VAR um, disallowing of, of, of the cheap goal as he did. Um, and, and, yeah, it was encouraging. I mean, you know, I've, I've said it before. People seem to think that Roman Abramovich came in with... Blue blood and, and 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 Chelsea tattoos. And he didn't. He, he, you know, he's I think it was pretty well documented at the time. He, he probably didn't know the first thing about football, and in fact was alleged to have been, you know, on his way to buy a Tottenham but flew over our ground and went, hold on, you know, that's the one I want. Uh, so this idea that he was Chelsea through and through, he became Chelsea through and through. Um, what I saw of Todd Bowley, what I've seen of their bid, I've been really encouraged with it, Out of all of the bids, I said this to Hugh in the cop, which was by the way. If you weren't in the cock on, on Saturday, you missed out. It was fabulous. The great atmosphere when it really was buzzing. Um, but I said to Chidge in the, in the cock, when you look at the way all of the bids have been presented, Bowley's bid has been exemplary. Yeah. No flashy stuff, no leaks, no nothing. It's just been, you know, well, very well done. But the whole process, I'll be interested in, in, in your take on this. Um, is the whole process has almost been a model for how I think all football takeovers should be. Yeah. Overseen in the same way, with the same transparency, uh, the same bidding process, etc. You know, with the, with the the Premier League have obviously been involved in this. They've had to be involved in it. I'm not, not a question, not that the government don't need to be involved in it as such. But the whole process, which is a pretty standard business process of, you know, you invite the bids, you go through the bidding process, you pick your, you know, go through a couple of rounds, and then you you do your preferred bidder thing. Um, I think you know when you look at the way the other clubs have been taken over, and us originally, I think this this way has been really, really well done. Yes, you're going to get press leaks and you're going to get wild speculation, like what's his name from Sky last week, who then followed it up with a mealy-mouthed Boris Johnson-like non-apology the next day. You know, with the one that said we were going to go, we could go bankrupt or out of business. What's his name? Cave something or other. Um,
0: Carve up Anasol.
3: That's him. That's the very one that, I are the exact words I think that Dan silver used. Well, I couldn't remember his name as well. But yeah, um, I, I, I've been very encouraged by the whole process. Um, the guy called Ben Jacobs has been fantastic on Twitter at taking the emotion out of it and putting it forward or whatever. But Bowley's bid looks to me like we've been the most mm. professional and calm.
0: Yeah. J.K.? I just
3: wanted to mention um, whether the impact of Barbara, Sh- Barbara Sharon has been important in this as well. Well, it's funny because Chidge and I were both talking we
0: were, weren't we? to
3: Ian, Ian Tichner, who knows Barbara Sharon because he's in the music business. Um, and his overall, uh, <laughs> I'm dropping a minute here, was that she is very, very good at her job, at what she does. Yeah. So she, he said, she's not the easiest person to get on with, but none of the people who rise, if you like, up through the music business and and the PR side of things like she's done, are easy to get on with, and she's very very good at what she does.
0: Yeah, so there's there's a bit of hope there. But anyway, no, I, I, was, I wasn't
2: talking about that. I'm sorry, sorry. I, I meant that she's a Chelsea fan. Yeah, yeah. And she goes to all the games, and she's uh, whether she has an influence on being able to say. This is what is happening, rather than them. So, is she good at giving them a uh, a brief potted, potted history? No, no, no. I, I know she is. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'll start again. I know her. I know her, and I know what she's up ah. to. So, uh, I, because I've I, I made, would you believe, I met her doing uh, Blue Day. <sighs> so, because she was uh, instrumental in getting it published with. Um, Mike Canaris, who wrote it, and I met her then, and I see, I've see i seen her quite regularly. So she she is a. I sat next to her at one of the Spurs games, and she's very informed, is what I'm trying to say. She's very informed. Mm. She's not just somebody who's been brought on for publicity purposes. She's actually a very informed um, uh, supporter who will be able to set them right when it comes to what has been going on in the season um, in, a, in a, a more in-depth way than uh, just somebody looking at the videos or saying what's going on, or even chatting to the hierarchy in the club. She's roots. She's down there. She has a season ticket in. I can't remember. It's 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 not in uh, West or it, it, it was in in West in West Stand Lower or something. It wasn't a big, you know. It wasn't a particularly um, uh, corporate environment that she's been in. So yeah, she's proper. Uh, be interesting to see what her. Her role in this has been, and what role, what role it will be? I think the fact that she's a terrific PR will be also a very big positive. I agree with you, but um, just in terms of the fact she's also a, a big fan on a very, a very elemental level.
0: Yeah, I mean exactly that, and Danny Finkelstein's t- uh too, you know. But yeah. more, more important than all of that is is why the whistle? Uh, is it an American thing? Maybe some of our American listeners can tell us. Is that a, a big, you know? Yeah, you know. I know, I know. You you still can't do it. You still can't do it. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Yeah. (sighs) Never mind. Uh, But, uh, well, you know, there we go. The Boliere is kind of on on its way. And uh, there we go. A quick couple of, uh, as Tony loves to call them. uh, Oh, actually, before we do that, Tony, you're right about the cock. I just wanted to say about the cock. You're right. It was very good, wasn't it? The legend that Terry Komatsu was there, wasn't he? Oh, God, yeah. It was good to see him. And Ian was there. And Mm, The other thing was that, yeah, well, we had had Nick and... uh, Dan uh, from the London is Blue podcast—they're over yeah. for the for the week—and uh, their producer Jake, uh, Jonathan. I, I we we need a Jake, is what I said to them. I said we need a producer to get our to get our act together because you know the, the normal chaos that we present. He does all he does all the hard work, so we wouldn't well, will have that to
2: reduce the show
0: to half an hour, though. Oh, okay, that can't not do it. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> but we met Jake, who's a lovely lad, and uh, Ian, and loads and loads of lovely people, Tracy. Uh, it's great. It's great, mate, wasn't it? It's exactly what it's supposed to be. I loved every second of it. I've missed it again. I've missed it, you know. And the Atlas too. Afterwards was great fun. Clayton was there, Nick and uh, Dan again. Uh, oh, I know what I remember. You, you've forgotten. I knew you'd do this. Guess who I saw in the cock after? Sorry, the Atlas after the match. J.K. Ginger Charlie. Ch- I was gonna say.
2: Charlie, you've got to mention Charlie. And
0: I said, I know you. I, I, it's good to see you, mate. Yeah, Jonathan's always complaining about you because you leap all over him at the he... away games. Hang on, Tony, hang on. You leap all over him at the away games thinking I was like being really clever and funny. And he said, cheers, i going to stop you right there because I have to tell you, I've been listening to you and JK on the fancast for absolutely years. You got me through my O-levels and all of that and I absolutely love what you do. And he said, more than that, I'm a massive fan. He said, I didn't realise that Jonathan's dad was Sam Kidd. uh and which is fantastic because of course he's a film student so he's all over that he said you must tell jk and he said i'm sorry for being a bit exuberant i said no 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 actually charlie au contraire we love it that you get you know we're just jealous because we're old farts and we can't do it anymore but we love your attitude and long may it continue so i had a a lovely chat with charlie who's a great lad so there you go
2: fantastic oh that's so great that's so excellent you should you should read my dad's book it's uh Eye-opening about the uh, the origins of the British f- uh, film industry f- in uh, from 1945
3: onwards. Yeah, I met him as well, and he was in the cock. He was was definitely... it, yeah, was he... It no, I... a cock he? He was really. Lovely, lovely fellow. He was so funny as well. No, he's yeah. a
0: good lad. I mean, it was... Uh, yeah, I, mean, it was, I saw him in the Atlas, but you're right. He wasn't the cock too, but there you go. Anyway, look, quick parish notices. Otherwise, I, I will not be doing my duty. Uh, Chelsea pitch owners, if you want to own a piece of Chelsea, then you need to get yourself a CPO share. Owning a share means you have a share of the free or of the stadium, and it protects it from being sold to a property developer in the future. Thus, ensuring that football is played at Stamford Bridge, its spiritual home for forever. Uh, shares are priced between 120 quid for an electronic share, up to 173 quid for a frame share signed by a Chelsea player. Just go to the Chelsea website and search for Chelsea Pitch Owners. And while you're doing that, if you haven't already, uh, there's never been a more important time to join the Chelsea Supporters Trust. Membership costs just £5, and as a member, you'll have a say on important issues such as the European Super League, ticket prices, kick-off times, and many other issues important to supporters. Uh, we make sure your voice is heard by the club, and as a member, you get to attend meetings vote in the elections and put forward motions at the AGM and you get a lovely Chelsea Supporters Trust badge uh, if you want to sign up five quid a year as I said it's, it's peanuts uh, visit chelseasupporterstrust.com and sign up today we will be back shortly
2: Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast Proper chelsea F- F-
0: football F- F- welcome back this is the Chelsea fancast of me Stanford Chidge. him the wonderful uh artiste known as formerly known as Jonathan Kidd
2: formerly known Well, I just... what like shall I call myself call myself squiggle now? symbol yeah exactly
0: yeah yeah uh, the... Scoo- kid. You like that, okay? And we have got the lovely Alex Churchill with us.
3: Hello, Hello. Captain. I, I would wolf whistle, but I can't whistle. Sorry, <laughs> Alex.
0: He talked over you as usual. What did you say?
4: It's a Captain Alex now.
0: Why is it? Why Captain, Captain now?
4: Because I, I can yeah. drive
0: a boat. Oh, you can drive a boat. That's right. Captain, Captain Alex Churchill, and uh, last but being my no means least, the definition of incorrigible, Mister Tony Glover.
3: Good evening. You could probably call me the Cat because I did a, a little session in goal uh in each half tonight playing football and um and i didn't let a goal in and uh, i made a couple of spectacularly good saves
0: well shiver my timbers there we yeah. go right yeah. we got loads of emails to do no questions from discord this week uh so just emails and the first one is from alex woodhams who by the way he came on the show didn't he when we played uh the brazilian team he, uh, yeah 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 it yeah. was great because yeah. he's in brazil really lovely lovely knowledgeable young man so there you go off you go jk
2: H J K all the marks Martins and Alex. God, he's he's, he's uh, what about Tony?
0: I've no, forgotten Tony.
2: Oh, oh well. Hope you're all well. The email is regarding the eternal regarding the eternal striker conundrum we face once again, and the very real possibility we don't have another bucket load of cash to splash on the next high-profile number nine of the conveyor belt. I know this is a bit speculative, a bit of a speculative thought experiment, nonetheless. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Out of these three budget alternatives, which has impressed you most. 42 gold, Big Al Mitrovic. Uh-uh. Ivan, the penalty, Tony. All right. all right. Am- Armando, the Saint Broger. Because uh-uh. he's gone off the wall. Personally, I would throw any cash we have at getting Declan Rice on board, then take a punt at a cheaper alternative up front. Up the Chelsea, Alex in Brazil. Uh, as I said, yeah, uh, I, Tony's <laughs> interesting, isn't it? He? He's actually... He puts himself about a bit and is uh, Drogba esque. I'm just not quite convinced. He's, um, I mean, <laughs> much, you see him much more much more movement than Lukaku. But I think um, Bro- broger has been slightly uh, found out. at Southampton hasn't been doing well. Yeah, but
0: he's now, young, mate. He's going to have and spells indeed, like indeed. that. You know? I think
2: he, he could come back and perhaps you know not play and then want to get a trans get transfer. I don't know. And Mitrovic um, uh, will be stuck with not stuck with he'll want to keep on playing with Fulham because he's their big he's their big talisman. Agreed. But um I don't think they're good enough he, I don't think I think he's easily bullied by proper centre halves and um he won't score many and they'll go down again. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean
0: look, I tell you what, just my five pence on it, Alex, I don't know who we need to sign, but I think we need to sign someone. And rather than us all sitting here pontificating about Oh, OK, who's the best striker we think we can get in front of Manny? Well, actually, I just think we need to leave it to Tuchel and whoever in the Boley group do the analytics and get the best striker they can for Tuchel and the system he wants to play. Because it clearly has not worked getting a striker who people yet to be undiscovered in the Amazon rainforest could have told somebody won't play the way that Tuchel wants him to. No, that's I all I
1: ask.
4: him buying one that doesn't break as soon as we own him. Well, yeah,
0: there is that. Because it doesn't that.
4: matter who we buy, we'll break them.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. It's a it's a fine art, it's a fine art. Right, I've got one to read out now if I can find me bloody email. I'm doing what you're doing, JK, because I've got, got the script on my computer tonight. Because my cartridge ran out of ink, so it's it's You're covering it, well though, Chidge. Covering yeah, well. I've learned how to talk over. You know, Perfect. nothing going on like you. Yeah, no, I can talk as well if you yeah. want. I'll try my whistle again. No, <laughs> no, you failed again. All right, Marco Delaval, no more whistling, please. Evening, Chidge, Jonathan, and esteemed guests. Well, what an up and down period it's been for the Blues recently. Some great performance, some utterly dreadful performances and a few indifferent ones as well. Uh, part of me is glad that a few of our players are going in the summer. The only one I wanted to stay is Rudiger. However, now it gives Thomas Tuchel a time to a chance to rebuild the squad in his own image, just like Klopp at Liverpool and Pep at Man City. Clear out the deadwoods, such as Drinkwater. I, you could, have been, uh, I could have nicked this all from you earlier if I'd have actually bothered to read the email. But clear out the deadwoods, such as Drinkwater, Barkley, Bakayoko... And bring in the likes of Gallagher and Gilmore and Vale, and potentially some of the best talent on offer to give us a real title challenge. Uh, we've ex- we've got excellent players at the club, but we are not consistent enough to really challenge. The majority of the squad are not Tuchel's purchases. In fact, I think only Lukaku is Tuchel's, and I'm, I'm not entirely sure how true that is actually, Marco. The rest are a mixture of players bought by managers of past years, and sometimes it shows players not fitting into certain systems, not really knowing how to play under the manager at times. Don't get me wrong, winning the Champions League last year was phenomenal. However, this season, at times, the players just aren't up to it. Yes, okay, uh, the -the behind-the-scenes drama hasn't helped. However, you can't really blame it for a few of the performances such as Burnley and Brentford at home and Everton away. On the flip side, though, I do think that this has been a season of progress. Last year, we came fourth and won the Champions League. This year, we will potentially finish third, win the Super Cup, Club World Cup, reach the final of the League Cup and the FA Cup, of which we could still win. Uh, indeed Uh, what is your opinion on these subjects do you feel that it's been a season of progress and which players would you like to bring in over the summer and who would you like to leave keep the blue flag flying high best Marco Delavelle well I think we we answered in full in part uh, 2 Marco uh, who who we think should go Um, do we think uh, it's been a season of progress I think that's a very interesting question it's really hard to answer Um, I don't think we've been able to find out Because I think there have been too many things that have happened that have kind of put us off course. Ben Chilwell getting injured being the obvious one. The amount of games we've had to play being the other. So we've had to kind of limp along, really. So I don't think we've really seen a chance to progress. But, you know, if if we win the FA Cup, we'll win three trophies this season. If we finish third and we finish less points behind City and Liverpool, uh, which is the only barometer, really, then you can say there's been progress. But I still think it's hard to quantify because of the things that I said. Alex?
4: Yeah, chuck COVID in. Don't forget that. Yeah. Get fucking Omicron over New Year, and all that shithousery with the postponing of games and the not postponing of any game that involved Chelsea. While Liverpool were faking corona tests, which everyone has conveniently forgotten because they're so far up there, scouse asses. It makes me want to gag. But yeah. Yeah, definitely. That was the only thing you missed on your list.
0: Yeah. Good point. Good point. Uh, JK, we have another email. Now, I should tell you, this is from the lovely Steve Burton. I've known Steve quite a long time now, and he's he's been listening to the fan cast from the word go, And He's one of the nicest people you'll meet at Chelsea. He's massively into Depeche mode. Really lovely bloke. So it's lovely to hear from you, Steve. You're on mute. Sorry about
2: that. I was uh, My chair's very creaky. I was trying not to disturb everybody. Um uh, I had another go at the whistle, so probably not just as well, really. Um, hi, Chid in the gang. After watching Tammy Abraham score the winning goal to send AS Roma into a European final, What are your thoughts on our ex-target man? I've always been an advocate. Yes, he still needs to work on his left foot, and by his own admission, his heading isn't that of a drug, but he's a natural finisher, has been scoring goals at every level so far. I love his enthusiasm and work rate too. I think TT treated him really badly, and his inevitable departure still seems reckless when you consider who we've replaced him with at huge cost. Consider the poor return we've endured with millions wasted on purely sick, Werner, and as Jonathan would say, it's me, the bag of cement, especially. Maybe, Maybe there was something going on behind the scenes that caused him to be ostracized. But as I expected, he's been a roaring success in a new country, learning a new language, playing under pressure every week in a bang average team. Personally, I'm delighted for him and wish him every success in what would be a top footballing career. All the best to the FanCast team. Thanks for providing such entertaining listening each week. Kind regards to all, Steve.
3: Mr. Mode, it is, it is, yeah. Um, you know, I, I agree with him. I, I I think we pulled the button on Tammy too quickly, we, we could have kept him back as a even as a plan B against Lukaku. I, I, I just think that I think you know, um, didn't he finish up as our top scorer last yep. season or something yep. like that? And I think it, we, we just, yeah, I whatever happened, I don't think he was particularly treated badly by Tommy Tuchel. He probably just wanted, um, as J.K. said with some of the other players, probably just wanted, um, you know, a bit more reassurance about his career and his, his, his kind of future status and when it wasn't forthcoming and the chance came, you know, maybe he just thought, yeah, all right, then I will I might have. I, I I think, to be honest, with you, there's probably a case here for more young English footballers going abroad and plying their trade um, you know, to, to develop, I I, you know, I do think that that is possibly one route for some of them. You know, to go to go out there rather than getting loaned out to Cardiff or whatever, go and apply your trade in, in in France or Italy or Spain or something for a couple of years and then pick it up. You know, when you come back. Um, but yeah, I, I I I liked Tammy Abraham. I thought he deserved more. And you will remember the conversation you and I had with, I think was it again? It was Ian Titchener, wasn't it? His son who had done a photo shoot there. Um, we chatted to him in the garden last year, Chidge, and he, he was saying just how proud Tammy and Mason and all that they were. Absolutely, Chelsea through and through. You know, they had nothing else that they wanted to talk about. Um, um, uh, uh, anyway, we, we, we've seen it, haven't we? We've seen it before, but uh, I agree with him. I think we, we probably did pull the trigger a bit too quickly on him.
0: Yeah, I couldn't, couldn't agree more, mate. I think, actually, if there's one bollock that uh, Tuchel has dropped since he's been here, I think it was letting Tammy go. But I like Tammy. And I think, talking of not being drug-breast, Steve, he did a... a, a it was a very drug-breast header. He scored against uh, Leicester in that European conference <laughs> funny thing. That's yeah. yeah. JK? Uh,
2: I'm not a fan, and I understand why he got rid of him. And um, I think it's all to do with attempting to improve the... The, uh, make, I don't think he's elite enough, and this is once again this is my my desire for the team to be to be better. I think I think we'd be just going back again. Having said that, though, the replacement we've got has been absolutely awful, and I would have preferred him to be playing instead of Lukaku, and perhaps we might have a different view of him. But I think the Tammy that we saw, who was transferred at the time, wasn't up to it for me,
0: and it was also still very young. Indeed, and that's the point you see, and I think we we forget this because we are. You know we like everything now, don't we? But actually, it sometimes takes these players who are in their early twenties a few years to really develop into the full, the full nine yards. You know, and I, sometimes you've got to be patient with it. But this is the trouble. Well, you're right, Jonathan. On the other hand, I can't argue against that. When you're, you, you know, you're an elite club and you want to be winning trophies every year, something you can't be that patient. No. It's a difficult, it's a difficult thing to manage. It really is. But personally, I'd have kept him because I thought he was great. Anyway, James Giffin, uh, you're going to love this Tony. He's a man cut from the same cloth as you, I think. Uh we all we all saw it coming, didn't we? Hello Chidge and the gang. Well, we're deep in the shit, aren't we? I don't agree, really, James. But anyway, I've decided not to watch the cup final next week after watching us over the last half dozen games. I don't need more mental health issues, to be honest. Well, James, you've got to watch the cup final, mate. Come on. What the hell has gone wrong? I'll tell you. We've become a fan base that is blinded by loyalty. Chanting Timo Werner's name has to stop. He is a complete clown. Mistake after mistake in the final third. This is also an email to warm the heart of Jonathan Kidd, then, by the looks of it. His inability to trap a ball and even take a man on is frankly embarrassing. Uh, Loftus cheek isn't up to it, guys. I'm sorry. I'm an expat in Perth, Australia, so obviously not a regular at the bridge, so maybe I don't have the academy tunnel vision, which others have. He has one skill set, which is run through the middle and lay it off big whoop. He's no (laughs) upgrade on Ross Barkley. Sorry. I can't stop there. I'm afraid N'Golo Kante is incapable of receiving criticism this season when he needs to be dug out. How many bloody stray passes can he hit without being blasted like every other player in the league? He's been an incredible servant, and I'm so, so grateful. But I'm afraid this is the last chance to cash in as his contract is up at the summer. Uh, and actually, as you may well know now, James, earlier on when we are talking about who should go and who should stay, I, I think uh, Kante's in the... 50-50 camp so i think there's an argument to be made there so there you go uh, which brings me on to georginio the one trick pony his one trick being passing it a few yards away very slowly we cannot and will not win a league title with him so grazie and ciao i think jk makes many points similar to that. this this is one to ponder fellas if you're a fan of liverpool or city how many of your players would you be happy to see leave If I was a Mickey Mouser, I'd say probably zero. What a brilliant team he's built there. As for City, you may have questions for one or two, but there wouldn't be many more. At Chelsea, our fan base would have a list of between ten to twenty players we would happily get rid of, and therein lies your problem, which is kind of what I said in part two, wasn't it? it? But spooky. This isn't a great side. It's a side that has played great occasionally and in great circumstances. I hard to argue against that. Now, this is not a dig at anyone in particular, but more to the fan base. We have the superb CST and the CPO, which has become very important over the last few months and years. But the crying about how important the bridge is to the match goers and how this bit of steel and concrete uh, is worth so much more, is worth very much more than, new, uh, than a new one is getting a bit old. There isn't anything original from the dog track days. And if the bridge is so important, make some fucking noise during match day. I haven't been for a few years, but I know how electric the atmosphere can be, but it's not often enough. For the future of Chelsea, I still think a new ground is the only way to make us more sustainable. Sad to say, but I feel I have to be honest. Encore. Welcome, Todd. Please, for the love of all that's holy, do not use any of your scouting network this. Su- Sorry, any of our scouting network this summer. The full extent of their skill lies in watching YouTube, then handing a check over. Use your clever chaps and chapesses. And follow the numbers. We can still create a dynasty here, but we need to be bloody quick and bloody smart. As soon as United turn their squad around and the Geordies build upon what they have, it we are very, very difficult to crack the top four. Many thanks for all the work you do. Up the chelsea James Giffin. I, I think that's a brilliant email and covers a lot of points yeah. really well. Some I don't agree with, some I do a lot. I think fascinating. JK
2: you could have read that out and we needn't have done the show
0: yeah i know and i hand on heart hand on heart I've been, i am strapped for time right today i just walloped oh. him in i didn't i haven't lost why that there oh. are you, you can know you, jk knows i'm lying because there are no t- there are loads of typos here because normally oh. when i've read them i go through and i correct because i can't i'm such a you know so on the spectrum i have to correct all the bad typos and stuff i haven't corrected any of this i've not read them so i had no idea those two were coming in bizarre that is
3: brilliant Um, i I. I I, I I agree with JK. <laughs> he could have rid that out in the beginning of the show, we could have all sat back and had a glass of Rioja. Um, he, he's right, and it, it's 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 not a great team. It's a team that's performed brilliantly at times, but has been. Other, you know, when was the last time you were at Stamford Bridge, and you were up out of your seat in awe at what we'd done? I'm figuring it was probably not this year. Maybe at the Arsenal end of last year, maybe Juventus, year, Juventus, like, or, Juventus, yeah, yeah Juventus, something like that, yeah. Juventus. Um, and it's interesting what he said about the ground. I know, Chid, you've been quite um, vocal about the ground in, in the... Or oh, am I reading the wrong one? No, 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 that's the right one. Um, but I believe Bowley's uh, architectural plan is a stand-by-stand redevelopment, so there's no moving elsewhere, which is still going to piss some people off. But I do think if you want to compete and you want to get the best players in, you need a stadium to compete with well, Arsenal. Just,
0: just just quickly on that point, what, what I would say, James, I think it's a very complex argument, that... Um, None of my generation, as far as I'm aware, want that ground to move anywhere other than where it is. And there's a reason for that. It's our spiritual home. It's where we commune. It's got a lot of attachment to it, emotional and everything else. So I don't want to move. And I'd fight tooth and nail to stop that happening, selfish though that may be. But I've got no tr- no problem. You're right, mate. You're right. The only bit of that ground that exists from the days I first started going is the East Stand. So mm. it is only just bricks and mortar. Um, so I got no problem with the Bowley Group wanting to build a new stadium, and and here's the thing, you're you're right, you know, getting that extra X million pounds, thirty million pounds, whatever it is a year, because you've got sixty thousand, uh, like Arsenal, like West Ham, almost do, like Spurs have, will probably be very important uh, from a, from an economic standpoint in terms of sustainability but what i'm also going to say james and you're right the atmosphere is pretty boring shit most of the time uh when we're up for it when it's a team where there's real jeopardy where there's really something in it it's electric there still the reason it's electric is because it's a it's an enclosed tight compact ground very different from the old bridge which was cavernous oh so yeah. that that helps and i think what worries me is that these guys, any guys who, Roman, if he'd have done it, you know, if they make it from a 42,000 to a 60,000 uh, stadium, what, you know, who are those extra 18,000 going to be? I'll tell you what, James, they ain't going to be making any fucking noise. I'll tell you that for nothing. I absolutely tell you that for nothing. And the reason why there isn't much noise these days is because you've got uh, an ageing and an entitled and a. Um, a, a gentrified fan base like so many of the big well, clubs. It's, it's gone forever those days, I'm afraid. I so, agree yeah. as well, though. The last,
3: certainly on, on Saturday, it was 25%, close to 25% empty in Lone.
0: Yeah, it's,
3: yeah. I was, it was shocking to see, what, a good five or six rows at the top of the East stand empty? Mm. Uh, seats around me empty? You know, I mean, it. it, it you, I, look, people could be on holiday and all that. Oh, and Tony,
0: that, but... it was, Tony was great. I had more room.
3: there is there is that there is that side of things yeah anyway (laughs) because we're we're not in the armchairs are we like we're not we're not but james great because of the
2: sanctions
0: I know, because we're not allowed to sell to members right jk this is a lovely one from alan which is my old mate alan who sits just around he, he sits in between me and tony basically but this answers a question we were asked last week if you recall uh,
2: listen to the podcast, I, rem- I remember Welcome Home. Welcome Home. Peter and Lee. Welcome. Peter and Lee. Being sung in novellos, I was one of them. It was after we had the last game of the season after winning the league in either 2005 or 2006. The last line of the chorus was changed to "and close the fucking door. I suppose it was one of those you had to be there moments. Good days, <laughs> we still talk about it now. Prior to it being changed to novellos, It was the Rosen Crown. (laughs) I remember sitting in there in the late 90s when in walked Tommy the Sponge Baldwin, who shouted, Hello, my blue boys. Oh, happy days.
0: Brilliant. So there you go. That answers that question, then, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well done, Alan. Alan, I hope you will. I I didn't see you on Saturday. Maybe you were waving at me and I was too busy being angry. Well, maybe I was being too busy and angry, kicking my seat. I was also talking to Darren as well for most of the second half. But anyway. Whatever, good. I hopefully see you uh, at the next game, which is I think uh, Leicester. So there you go. And if not Watford, uh, right? This is from Brian Allison. This is brilliant. Uh, Brian's just become a Patreon, and and he wrote me this little message on there because I did my usual hello, thank you for joining. You're absolutely superstar. And if you want a, a Discord link and a and a Kerry Dixon mini banner, just let me know. Blah blah blah. And he and he wrote this. And this is so good. I wouldn't normally um, do this in the emails, but it was just too good to to not. He says, "Hi, Chidge. Quick, easy to read replies. I know you're snowed under. One, no need for a banner. Two, I don't normally pay for these sort of things, but it's well deserved, though only a very nominal amount. Three, been a blue since 1967. Four, first game at Stamford Bridge, 1968 versus Man City, two-nil win." Five. I'm a TV fan. Much prefer to watch on TV from my home in Bedford, though I'm very tempted with the enthusiasm generated on the fancast. <laughs> Brilliant. Six. Avid fancast listener for quite a few hundreds of episodes. Brilliant. Seven. The fancast hook was hearing that J.K. was the son of Sam Kidd. I was a big fan of him in Days of Orlando. Oh, wow. yeah. Seven. Reserve goalkeeper for a Southern League side in the seventies. Never made it to the first team. Eight, referee in the 80s. Highest game, fourth official, Luton versus Derby County, an old first division. We'll be very careful about what we say about referees in future then, Brian. Uh. Nine, my one word after the Everton game, naive. Keep well, Brian. Mate, JK, isn't that fantastic? Lovely. Absolutely brilliant. Can I ask you a question, JK? Yeah.
3: Yes, do you find that the majority of people seem to remember your dad more for Orlando than... Than, than other things? Because that's that's my prime memory of him. Was well, I think it's because
2: it's everybody who's still alive remembers him from Orlando. Uh, uh,
3: yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Because they were all children when it was on. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because it, it was a kid series. It was a yeah. spin-off, but it was a kid series in 1968, yeah. which he did, of which he did 126 episodes. Yeah, But Maybe um, it well. yeah, And it'll be in the third um, volume of the book that I've uh, written about
0: my dad. T- talking talking of things like that, sad to hear about Dennis Waterman, Diesel, oh. died the other day. Chelsea
2: would fan. You, would you believe that um, Radio 5 tried to ring me last night and I didn't um, I didn't get the the, the message.
3: Oh. They wanted
2: me to talk about him. Uh, I was in the car coming back from this um, Renowned Films thing I was at talking about my dad and I missed it. So I missed the, missed the message. Um, but yeah, I, he, 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 I was in Three Minders. Was in two Minder episodes in the Minder film, and I played for um, Dennis Waterman's charity football eleven, and he got a mass of celebs and uh, and old old players, old old stars playing for him. And um, uh, he was a, he was a nice man, very friendly, um, very nice to me. Encouraged me to encourage me from a football level, and also I'd been in the kids series Pipkins at the time, which seemed to work quite well from a um a publicity uh, point of view just for the charity so i can't remember what the charity was fresh i remember but um uh yeah very very professional indeed very pro- and you also that slight thing of you needed to be on your metal in a scene with him because you know he knew what to do and it if you weren't up to it you know he gets get slightly not annoyed but you'd get the get the fish eye you know it would be you needed to be on top of it but um uh friendly guy friendly guy and uh um, a terrific actor, terrific actor. And, and, Chelsea, the, uh, and, and a big Chelsea fan. We discussed Chelsea a lot as well That, that when, when I played football for him. And, and as, as always, I've told you, Chidge, the, the worst best experience of playing with, with old celebs, old stars, was to be... Well, I went to Bristol City, to Ashton Gate, and Joe Royal was manager, and I played next to Norman Hunter. And I kept thinking, oh, my God, he's playing, what am I going to be doing? It's Norman, bite your legs, Hunter, who I've hated for so long. Absolutely lovely, charming man, absolutely gorgeous. And he gets the... come on, it's the left guy, kept saying, Come on, well played, come on, come back, come on, yeah, well done, well done. Well done. He said to me, Are yeah, you not a man of the player, are you? I said, Oh, that's
0: very nice of you, thank <laughs> you. Lovely guy, lovely guy. I kick you now,
2: and then I kicked him,
0: yeah. He's a lovely guy. I interviewed him once, he was an absolute sweetheart. All right, last yeah. one this week is from Neil Spencer.
2: Neil Spencer. Ditchage JK and the smut buddies. He knew.
0: He knew Somebody yeah. was listening. Yeah.
2: As per usual, I'd like to thank you for the podcast therapy you provide twice weekly and also for an Englishman in Connecticut. It continues to bring me back down the boozers for a pre-match pint and then into the ground, at least through your eyes. Reminds me of what an absolute tosser I'm having moved to the US (laughs) over a quarter of a century ago. One of the last games I was at pre-Yankland was an opening day, I think 2-0 win against Norwich in the nineteen. 94, 95 season. I was sat in the temporary stand at the shed end. Oh yeah, I remember that. When they were, It was there for ages, wasn't it? And it was surreal having spent years in the shed itself, half a mile from the pitch. Very late in the game, we were two up. Somebody shouted out, we, we can still hang on, we can still hang, hang on for a draw, Chelsea. That's like my bloke who says, that's more like it, kick it up the pitch. Um, we can still hang on for a draw which of course caused much amusement. As you know, that's how it was back then. And for so many years before it, not now, of course, every other season, we have to nip off to Ikea to get more cabinets for the fresh all of trophies. We've been the best team in London for decades. Or currently, or is, is it allegedly the best in Europe, the world, probably the universe too. So why, and do pardon my American, for fuck's sake, am I still hearing that voice from the Norwich game? We can hang on for the draw, and this was against wolves i thought they left for mallorca a couple of weeks ago but apparently they had a quick look at the fixture list, saw sw six and thought yeah i'll have some of that palmer can wait so not only do we piss away more points against a sub optimal mid-table nobody like man united but now the odious arsenal are breathing down our necks it didn't help of course that we decided to play like utter shite against them a couple of weeks ago but it appears that we're giving them a helping hand every few days it's as if we're holding the door open and ushering them in. No, no, I insist, Claude, after you, I put Claude in there. With the artful Dodger in attendance, one wonders what he was thinking thinking behind those 80s sunglasses, maybe on 80 minutes. Somebody commented about our ability to get a point out of the game and he simply sighed, having realised he'd just spunked four bill on this lot. <laughs> having written the check when we were three up in Madrid, you wonder if he's not taking another look at the small print. Cheers, boys and girls, your show's bang on and I'm bleeding, love it. Up the chill ah! Very good. Very good.
0: Wasn't it just? That, that, actually, Neil, that, 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 I actually knew that I did read that one, Funny enough, because it came in a bit late and, and it, I was laughing my head off reading that. So it was a brilliant. I absolutely loved every minute of it. Well done, you. Okay, quick break, and then uh, we're back for the preview of the Dirty Leeds versus Chelsea match. Dirty Leeds, Dirty Leeds, lead. Dirty, dirty, dirty Leeds. We all hate Leeds and Leeds dirty and Leeds. We
2: all hate Leeds and Leeds 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 We all fucking hate Leeds
1: and Leeds. Real fans, real
2: opinions.
3: I'm Jason Cundy. And you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast.
2: Up the Chelsea
1: Football F- Fancast.
0: Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast, and I am, of course, uh, the completely sane and normal and sanguine Stamford Chidge. And uh, I'm joined by the usual rabble in the name of the beautiful, lovely and I think a little bit tired after captaining her own ship today, the delectable Alex Churchill. I am. I'm tired. You are, I'm... aren't you? You've been on the sea. makes you tired, Alex.
4: It does. I don't know why. I didn't really do It's all that, that. sea
0: air, my love.
4: All that fresh air.
0: Yeah, that's right. But anyway, it's lovely it's having you. The canadian rhythm of the yeah, waves. It's lovely having you with us. That's always lovely having you with us. We have the uh, the... Incorrigible, I said that already, but I think it's so apt. Uh, the incorrigible, uh, I'm actually talking of which, well, it's Tony Glover, obviously, but uh, um, yeah. was, I was very enamored about somebody was uh talking about our hair on oh. Saturday, yeah, weren't they? Well, yeah. well, well we bizarre. were in the presence
3: of two forically challenged gentlemen at the time, yeah. weren't we?
0: It was all envy, wasn't it? It was, it, and and because we're both oh, older I, than them as well, <laughs> we are indeed, yeah. and you know,
3: with, with our rather luscious locks. It was um, quite a
0: good fan cast outing actually because it was me, you Martin and Dan in the cock. Yeah. That's four. That's a pretty yeah, good, good turnout. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very good. But there we go. And last but by no means least, least even the lovable uh, and very entertaining and Mr Jonathan Kidd, Esquire. <laughs> yeah, it's still it's not happening mate. It's not happening. Um, not
2: happening. Um, uh, I, was, I was accused wasn't I the other day on the fan bike by an Everton fan of wearing a wig, wasn't I? He put, he put. Oh yeah, yeah, pay.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. But it's just because they're, you know, they're not very know, bright. You know, just shift uh, it to the left. Scousers, mate. You know, come on. No, no, no. I, I replied. I've got a a, a golden curly one at home. All right. Okay. Let's get into this dirty leads on uh, on Wednesday. Now I've started with my team selection. Uh, it's always a bit hit and miss at the moment. Now, I'm going to caveat this. Uh, I think I think Jorginho, according to Flash score, is still injured, but hey-ho. I've gone for Mendy, Rudiger, Silva, Chaloba as the right centre-back. Although, you know, Tuchel's clearly got a block on him. I would play him all day long right now. I've gone for Jorginho because I think, well, I'll explain. I think we, we so need somebody who can actually operate defensively in the midfield and I mean, I know he's not the best defensively, but, you know, if you've got Kovacic in cheek, that's going to be running upfield all the time, leaving a massive gap to exploit. I would bring Jorginho back for the element of control he gives, um, but he may well not be fit. So in, if he's not fit, uh, he may play Saul there, but I don't think so, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But anyway, so Jorginho, can take, uh, Kovacic, James on the right, obviously. I think he'll play Saul on the left because I think he's going to put uh, Alonso on the naughty step. Ye gods. Uh, and then up front, I think Mount will come back and replace a Werner. And then you've got Pulisic on the left. So I would actually play it more kind of 3 4 2 1 with Lukaku on his up on his own up front with Pulisic and Mount behind. I think that's not a bad team, I have to say. But uh, he'll pick nothing like it, JK. We always get it wrong. No, nah, he
2: won't. He won't. He'll pick um, Dave instead of Chalabar. He'll pick um, Cheek instead of Jorginho. He'll pick. Um, uh long zone instead so of Saul they'll have made up uh, and um, he'll pick I think he might actually pick Christensen instead of um, Dave kind of think of it um, even though it would be two players who are on their bikes just because he's there's nothing wrong with him um, because he then may not play him at the weekend uh, and he may play Dave um, and I think he'll play uh, uh, Zayek and Pulisic. If, I think he probably will play Lukaku. I think you're right. Um,
0: I would. He scored two goals on Saturday. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. But I also, but I think you'll play habits in the final, though, I think. Uh, yeah, but yeah, so I'm not, we're not really, we haven't, I'm disagreeing with you with, on about four players, actually.
0: Yeah, you're not going to pick Mount?
2: I no, I think you'll rest him again.
0: Wow. I'd be surprised at that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I just think they, well, you we're know, also worried about injuries or people, oh. you know, they're going to be, they're going to kick us. They're going to be but absolutely but up you us. You know
0: what? I mean, that that's something that, that I, I clearly haven't considered in my team selection, but given what's happening at the moment in the league, it's become more important, I think, for Tuchel personally to get a trophy so he can say, I still want you a bloody trophy, guys, or another one, uh, but this time one that we would all consider a proper trophy, I suppose. So I haven't considered that possibility that he might arrest a lot of players. I mean, he's, he may look at this and say, Leeds are complete shit. If they do what I tell them, we'll whip these bastards' asses." So I can put a B team out and beat this lot. He might, he's done it before and come up a cropper, of course, because our B teams usually just don't cut it. But you're right, he could do that, in which case it could look nothing like that. I mean, who do you think he might rest if he does that? He
2: he, he could rest um, Kovacic. Uh, he might rest Silver.
0: Yeah. I don't
4: think he'll rest Kovacic. Kovacic was clearly not. F- he'll want Kovacic to be as close to be fit enough to play 90 yeah. minutes for the cup final. Yeah, true, possible. true, true. I think he, he's going to get rolled out again, I think.
2: I think he might rest Silva because Silva was, fell over a few times and looked injured. I think Silva might not get a game, in which case Chalabar will play, in which case Christensen will play, definitely. Um uh but i, I think he, i'm wondering whether he might play vale i'm wondering whether he might you know go the other other way go the whole hog and, and play a completely under strength side
0: play simons as the left wing back or hall yeah. or hall
2: well simons kept up yeah in the brentford game with everybody yeah. in a way that we didn't in the 4-1 defeat yeah. dave dave couldn't deal with it yet yeah. simons was absolutely up there every single time yeah and so, uh, yeah i think there's that possibility and vale
0: vale's been pretty good whenever he's played for us yeah, and Hall Hall was exceptional against uh, uh, Lord. I think it was Plymouth, wasn't it, where he played? Yeah. But he was he yeah. was man of the match that match. I mean, yeah. okay, against Plymouth, but uh, you know, maybe what do you think, Tone? Uh,
3: Blimey, um, uh, I think I'm, uh, and I'm gonna. This is this is getting dangerous. I'm edging towards what JK was thinking as well. Uh, pff. Blimey. Um uh, I think I'm uh, and I'm gonna this is this is getting dangerous. Now. I'm edging towards what JK was thinking as well. I think there are players in there that he'll want to rest for the final on maybe on the basis that Leeds are utterly shot. they actually weirdly played better with 10, didn't they? Um, I mean I don't know how they debated the fact that Luke Aiden should have had a red card. Fuck me, that was had red card. No. <laughs> But why did the ref give a yellow in the first place? It was the just bizarre, sake. wasn't it? It I was just, just bizarre. Everybody in the group, I mean, not even the Leeds fans could defend that, that tackle, uh, whatever. But I, I do think that um, uh that, that we are likely. I th- I think I think he will play Sol. I think he will play um, Kovacic like Alex because I think he'll want to get him fit. Um, I, I have a feeling he will rest. Uh, Mount, and possibly Pudisic as well, and um, maybe a Werner up there and try something different for a change. Um, uh, Chalabar, I think, will get a game. I hope he gets a game. I think he, he's done enough this season to try and prove his place for... I mean, you know, I, I know we're not going to talk about the final because you're going to do it on Friday, but, you know, I fear for us on this one, unlike the yeah, other me one. Me too. A chance. But, um, you know, you, you can only put out what you can and you never know on the day, but... Um, I agree with playing Lukaku. When a player, you sort of alluded to it early on, He's a sensitive, striker's a sensitive and all this, and when they get that first goal, often, you know, the floodgates can open them. And I hope it is a chance for him to to prove Alex and, and everyone else and me wrong, you know, that it's going to take more than, you know, a one good game to, to re-ingratiate himself back into the, into the, 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 the team. Um, so I do think so. I do also, I mean, the the Alonso thing's very strange. Um, but he didn't he had a didn't he do the same with Frank, I think. Alonso, didn't he have a row with him as well? We
0: don't we don't know exactly what's no, happening. No, I know, but it just
3: seems to be coming from different sources, doesn't yeah, it? apparently,
0: but, apparently they had a bust up. Apparently, Alonso was shouting at the bench for most of the first half. J.K. reckons he wasn't doing what he was told. He doesn't like right. being told that he's not doing what he was told. And I mean for Frank, he went and sat on the bus and sulked, didn't he? Which Frank he did, really pissed yeah, Frank yeah, off. Yeah, we don't know much about yeah. what's happened. Since then, but I mean, I think, know, hang on, hang on, hang on. I think, I think Tuchel said in the presser that you know, yeah, you know, these things happen, but we'll be okay. So, you know, who knows? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. okay. Well, um, I, I, you know, I fear for the game, I, I'm not for the fact that, um, you know, I, I think we have we do seem to be a little bit better away from home. I know the Everton result was well. Against the run of our away form, but Leeds are Leeds, and there's history there. Yeah,
0: we've got Tony. I have got some stats. You're going to love these, yeah, right? On, uh, Leeds haven't beaten us in seven uh, in in seven games. Uh, they've drawn two and drawn five, and I think there's a uh, there's another one. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Basically, that's that's the stat. So they've they've not beaten us in seven games. Yeah, drawn two, lost five. Uh, so you're right. I mean, the, other, the weird that, thing... Doesn't
3: that sort of stat fill you full of dread? Because it does, mate.
0: Yeah, uh, always, always. Always, always. And um, the, the other one that fills me with dread, although it should fill me with glee, is that uh, they've conceded at Ellen Road. Uh, they've only, I think, is, if, they, if they... Well, they've, they've only kept two clean sheets at Ellen Road this season. They've conceded, on, on average, an average of two goals per league game at Ellen Road, right? There are, yeah. there are one, one win at home in seven games. You know, the other thing that worries me is that uh, they've picked up 96 yellow cards this season. That's the highest total for a Premier League club in a single campaign, ever. They are dirty leads. Jonathan's yeah. right. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: you know, yeah. Well, I'm, uh, I'm worried they'll kick somebody. that He may be worried. He may look at those stats as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, if he was to play our B team, you would say Lukakic, Pulisic, Ziyech, Saul... Uh, we may be stuffed in midfield. So, you know, whoever's fit. So probably Kovacic and Cheek. P- poor old Rhys James has to start. Nobody else can play there. Although I would be tempted if, that's the, if he's playing his B team, I'd play Aspie there. Uh, and then you've got to play Rudiger there, although you might want to start Saar. Yes, I mean it. Uh, Saar, uh, uh, Saar Christensen Shaloba. That's yeah. your B team. Yeah, with Kepper in goal with and Goal, yeah why not Now
4: you're um, just taking the piss
0: yeah why not I can I can um other stats to be completely and utter, utterly freaked out by uh is that we sit six we Chelsea sit six in the form table since the turn of the year having won seven drawn four and lost four so we would be we'd be six if the whole season was just the last bit since uh January um and uh Hold on. I'm just going to go and get around. Yeah, run. that's all right. There's more, there's more. There's uh, more. When Lukaku scores, Chelsea haven't lost a first-team game when he's been on the score sheet. 1-9, drawn three. And Chelsea have scored first in 78% of their Premier League away games this season, which is a league high. So, we've got nothing to worry about, Tony. Nothing to worry about. Add to this, okay, add to this, uh, that Leeds have got... I mean, Dallas broke his leg the other week. Eilings out for the rest of the season, having been sent off against Arsenal. Um, and as I said, I thought they were absolutely woeful against Arsenal first half. I mean, yeah. the commentary—I just do it on the radio—and he couldn't believe what he was seeing. So inept were they, but they were much better in the second half. I agree with you, even down to ten men.
3: But- they were. and 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 if, if you know if they're thinking of targeting us, then you know, we would do well to remember that Rafinha absolutely lost it completely. Absolutely yeah. lost it completely. And and you know when when Mars took him off, he had to because he was going to go. He, yeah. he he was so on the edge, you know, in a kind of, Rooney used to get a bit like that, didn't he, and Sturridge was another one, that was just on the edge, Just you just knew they were, um, you know, literally one word away from the ref giving them a red. Um, having said that, I like Rafinha, um, but maybe he's not the player that they need on that night, you know, but look, if, if football was all down to statistics and that sort of stuff, um, we, we would all we would know in advance what was going to happen. but We know there's more
0: to it than that. Well, here's another one just to piss you off even more. Uh, yeah, their record in the last five Premier League games is identical to Chelsea's. That's one yeah. win, one win, two draws, two defeats, five points out of 15. Yeah. Exactly the same as ours.
3: Only one of them teams that, that play, only one of us leads is, is fighting relegation. Only
0: one. Yeah, I know. I will tell you what, though, here's another one that's quite interesting. I mean, our, our away record has been imperious this season. I mean, we lost up at Everton the other week, and we drew at Man United. So maybe not recently, but before that, we won the last, the eight eight previous away matches. So you know, we're yeah. we're good away. And at home, Leeds are dreadful. Uh, they've the only teams they've beaten at home since uh, the fifth of December are Burnley three one, Norwich two one back in March. So you know. Anybody that's half decent, uh, anybody who's decent, they've been hammered by. City beat them 4-0. Villa beat them 3-0. Tottenham beat them 4-0. Even Man United beat them 4-2. And Arsenal beat them 4-1. Uh, anybody else, they drew 1-1 against Southampton. Uh, they, and they drew 2-2 to Brentford. So they are horrendous at home. So if we can't go up there... And do what City and Tottenham and United and Arsenal have done, then again, you know, we need to be having a look at ourselves. But here's the thing, people. Here's the thing Leeds are fighting relegation. Uh, this, this might be their last home match, although I don't know for sure. They hate us, but they're truly awful. What could possibly go wrong three days before <laughs> an FA Cup final, JK? Uh,
2: three sendings off and a broken leg.
0: Well, and a defeat, you know, I mean, it, it's just, it's all set up, isn't it? As always. Yeah. We should spank them. You know what? I tell you what I think. I'm going to go early on this one. Why not? I think if we if we start Lukaku and we play the team that I've selected there, the first one I selected, not the seventeenth version. If we select the team that I I first started, uh, Lukaku will score a hat trick and we'll whip them three three nil. If we don't start that team, fuck knows. Mm. Yeah, render them, render them big... silent with that one.
2: Well, no, I, I yeah, you know, <clears> who knows what team he's going to. Choose, you know. I think they're going to be in for it regardless. It's, it's the environment. It's the the, the history, the hatred. The yeah. the you know they were steamed up against um, uh, um, Arsenal the other day, even though they when they had the ten and it it was really they took Arsenal to the cleaners. Arsenal were very lucky with the ten that they only ended up um, that they ended up winning. So I mean, if they have that kind of passion against us and we play with the same lack of vim and vigor that we've exhibited over the last few weeks, then they're going to win four nil. Yeah. You know, so it would, if, if he played a very weakened side, he'd have an excuse, wouldn't he? And I wouldn't be surprised if he played a weakened side. They played a lot better than some of the guys who've been playing recently. Fair you know, if he played the same side, he played Soul in the middle of midfield that he did against Brentford, and Saul was really excellent against Brentford. So if you, and take it that way, right, he, 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 because at the time they were all injured. And if he, his excuse is, well, they're all exhausted and I need a proper team for the Sunday, he could play a really, really weakened side and come away with a result, I reckon.
0: Mm. that's
3: a very interesting well, we, theory I've, I've got I've, I'm with Leaf of Mixler who's basically said can we not start the women's team
4: yeah
0: Hold
3: that up by Craig Jenkins saying well at least put Sam Carl yeah in.
0: what an amazing goal by her yesterday oh, that yeah. was like, it was like it was like Drogba mate at his best yeah, she is mate. phenomenal isn't she yeah the Job joy lover. the yeah. joy
2: with them scoring was 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 oh, my, my little heart was moved by it mm. well
0: I mean again I, I was listening to it on the radio because I was down in my allotment, planting things, growing growing food for the sure. winter. Uh, I can't wait if I get a decent crop to share some of this with you guys, because I'm sure you'd love it. Anyway, I was listening to it on the radio and the commentator went absolutely insane when she scored that goal. He's was like, yeah, that is absolutely the goal of the season. He said, nailed on. Unbelievable. I'm
3: going to take my uh, granddaughters to a couple of games the next season. I spoke to Dean Mears about tickets and how to get stuck in all that because... Um, I think it would be not lovely for them to get their intro to football with in you know, a kind of less tribal, yeah. um, less vociferous kind of atmosphere than, than you'd get at Stanford Bridge. Mm-hmm. But I, I watched it yesterday. I'll tell you what they did do, right, when they were 4-2 up with six, seven minutes to go. They absolutely out that game out. There was none of this. Let's kind of get there. was just booting the ball into Rosehead. They were... Pushing the, the United players. Like they were just fantastic. I was just sat there to, to my missus. I said, oh, mate. I said the, the, the men should be looking at this. I to see a game out when you're two goals up. You know, absolutely. It was wonderful to watch. I was entertained by it. So yeah, they're great. I think shit house really can be entertaining.
0: Yeah, OK. Right, Tony, how, where are you going with this uh, match I'm on uh, Wednesday it. night?
3: I'm sorry, but I'm going to say that it's got a 1-0 win to Leeds.
0: Bloody hell, mate. JK? Yeah. 4-0 to Leeds, you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no,
3: no. I think you'll play <laughs> another sign and it'll
2: be 1-1. One,
0: 1-0 one. One to Leeds, to Tony. 1-1, one, one, uh, JK. Alex, restore my faith in human nature.
4: Fuck's sake, you two. I know.
0: <laughs> Pathetic, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but you I need to make
4: Just so that there's some fucking hope in the room.
0: <laughs> what are you going for? Three 0 Chelsea. Three 0 Chelsea. Yeah, that's that's my girl. Brilliant. That's
2: the I mean, I think I used to say, and then Chidge next week could say. <laughs> 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 oh, 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 oh. Well, because
1: you
4: two have bottled it. I have to be the pub that goes bottling it. Chich, just, Chich, I was
2: completely it. right the other day when I said that we would draw against Wolves and bottle it.
0: Yeah, you weren't right. You said one one.
3: Uh, I'm, I'm not, still gonna bo- draw though. Yeah, I'm not. You not bottling, said we'd win, Chidge. You got it wrong. Yeah, I'm not bottling it. I'm just trying to remain mysterious. Yeah. No, all right what really all right enigmatic to me
0: all right one nil tony one all jk three nil alex I'm, i mean i said two one in prem, in the prem predictions and i'm sticking with that and i kind of like that i still think our defense is as leaky as a, as a colander uh but Leeds, as, as we said earlier on they averaged uh two goals uh scored against them this season at home so there you go two one it is for me I mean, all I really care about is we get three points. I don't care if it's 1-0 in the 97th minute, you know, if it comes off somebody's arse. We need those three points to take the heat off. Because as I said earlier on, I think three points could be enough to get us, uh, you know, at least fourth. Obviously, I want, I want third, but it could be enough to get us fourth. And we've got to play Champions League football next season because that is the law. Uh, anyway, we'll find out on Wednesday night, won't we? Um, JK, are you going up there?
2: I'm contemplating it, yeah. Yeah. I'd have to stay the night in a a Leeds-ian hotel. Go and stay
0: in the Malmaison.
2: Is that what it's called, the Malmaison? Yeah.
0: I stayed in the um, Plaza the other week when I went up to see Killing Joke, which was very, very, it was right, Quite cheap, but perfectly acceptable hotel. So there you go. Very near the station.
2: I'll have a scrutiny.
0: Yeah. Get on your, uh, there's an app, isn't there? Bookit.com or whatever it's called.
2: Is it on telly?
0: Yeah. It's changed his mind, hasn't it? No, 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 no. No, just, no, yeah. no, no. no, no yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we'll find out on Wednesday. We'll get another fan bite from you, whatever happens, won't we? From your I, hotel room or from your home?
3: hotel room, yeah. yeah. Indeed. I, I'm staying over the night after the Watford game. Are you now? I, I will be in the Premier Inn in Putney Bridge. Are you now?
0: Okay, yes. good on you, mate. All right. Okay, that's all we've got time for this week. J.K. and I will be back with you on Freedy Neat at 7pm for the Friday night preview show where we'll be looking ahead to Chelsea's 16th FA Cup final, fifth in the last six years, and second against Liverpool. Of course, the last one being in 2012, and we all know what happened that year. It doesn't really get much better than that, I think. Anyway, we'll be joined by, I believe, Clayton Beerman, and I believe Liam Toomey from the Athletic, plus a a, a journalist who can talk about Liverpool if I can find one. Uh, I might ask uh, Tony Evans again. He was absolutely lovely last time we had him on. Uh, So there you go. Uh, Chelsea Fancast and Dean's Went to Mo King's Meadow, which I believe is being recorded as we speak, are available as a podcast on ChelseaFancast.com, Acast, Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, as well as other podcast distributors. You heard me mention about Patreon when I I read out Brian's lovely message. Um, If you want to join Brian and become a Patreon or a patron to us, which helps uh, me cover the cost of all the shows, blah, 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 blah. uh, They're easy to do and there's no pressure there's no tears or anything like that There's just donate whatever you want you know little or as much as you like uh and you have to do it per month and to do so you sign up at patreon.com forward slash chelsea fancast and if you do uh you will be entitled to a kerry dixon mini banner and of course you can join our fabulous discord group where there's so many lovely people that we get to talk to every day about chelsea and emails uh, of course should be sent to at gmail.com. thank you for those who sent them in this week they're always absolutely excellent they really are the quality of them is superb Uh, and of course we're at chelsea fancast everywhere else and you can send them there too so there you go Um, follow the show on social media as i said at chelsea fancast me at stanford chidge jonathan at uh, jonathan kid grocer jack uh, uk is tony's handle and alex has so many alexandra underscore churchill or churchill alexander what is it
4: churchill underscore alexandra
0: churchill underscore alexandra there you go
4: it's close enough me. She, can she, I plug one more
0: thing? Yeah, of course you can.
4: If you want to make a weekend of it? I am doing one of my World War One pop crawls around London on Ooh. Sunday, and it's taken on a distinctly Chelsea favour. Basically, everyone going is a blue. So, if you want to join on that, uh, hit me up
0: on this Sunday. Yep. I, you know, I, I can think of nothing I would like to do more, but I can't because I've got a, I've got something going on on Sunday morning down here. So I just I'll never I'll never make it in time, which would be tragic. But you'll have to drink my share, Alex. I will. Good on
4: you. I will do it. So if but if anybody wants to attend, it's 20 quid and there's still places available. Um, Come hang out with other blues and we'll either drown our sorrows or celebrate smashing the scales.
0: Well, I I approve that message, as they say, after, you know, political uh, campaigning in the States. So there you go brilliant alex absolutely really lovely to see you and appreciate you coming on when you've been knackered by being the captain of a vessel today
4: i know i'm gonna go to bed now yeah
0: bless your heart i hope to see you soon i haven't seen you for ages i mean we're gonna yeah yeah we do well we, we, we we've got several opportunities i will do like we did last year i'll do a get together in a pub somewhere and we take over a part of a pub for a day and just get hammered and give each other lots of love Jonathan's uh Rudy V's gig is potentially another fan, fan cast outing Ooh. and I believe Mark Mark said there's a Kerry show thing what's it somewhere so we might do that there's opportunities for us to meet up and see each other because I haven't seen you for far too long uh Tony absolutely brilliant to see you again mate it's lovely yeah. to see you on Saturday actually was it, it, of,
3: right. it, was, yeah. it was everything <clears throat> of, that's good about going to football it was walking in that pub finding so many faces and like you said nick and the lads and, and, and the guy from canada who was over for his first game i can't remember his name now then um, you know terry Komatsu, who's just such a lovely 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 lad like you know and uh, uh, i even saw um what was it we called him the deep, deep oh, was it uh, dane dane greenfield i saw him in the pub as well um but, uh, he, he didn't come out to the garden but um yeah it was it was lovely and the atmosphere was fantastic I it mean, he really had that whole summer Pub garden vibe, didn't
0: it? It did, and it was lovely to see, see Galon over from the states with his his daughter. Okay. Yeah, he had his daughter he was, Charlotte.
3: All like was in front of, then apologised and he went, "She's going to Chelsea. Don't worry about." Her. Yeah, and
0: also she listens to the show show every week, oh, yeah, so yeah, she's yeah, used, yeah. used to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah Are she we was lovely. Alex, yeah, we did. Okay. Of course, we did.
3: We, we we pushed it and said that it's like the Alex is the sweary, sweary Mary. Yeah,
0: yeah. Is you, you going? Poppins is my sweary. Indeed. Enough yeah. already. Right, Tony. Great to see you. I'll see you soon, mate. Yeah. Uh, J.K. Yes. As always, an absolute delight and a pleasure to see you on a Monday. That the whistle's not working, mate. You need to better, practice. That was it.
2: Better. That was the best one.
0: No, we heard nothing actually. It registered so low, audibly. <laughs> no, no, it's Sorry. rubbish. Needs a lot of work, by mate. Way, Chris,
2: by the way, Charlie. You reminded me about to mention
0: Charlie yeah now, I, I talked about it earlier on oh that was him yeah was just,
2: this was, wasn't another Charlie
0: no that was the Charlie I was talking about okay good stuff thank you anyway, I tried to find his Twitter I know I follow him on Twitter I couldn't find it though. I was going to message him to so say it was really lovely to see him but there you go Great to see you, JK. Great to see you, Tony. Great to see you, Alex. Great to see all the lovely people in Mixler. As per usual, you're all brilliant. Love you to pieces. Thanks for listening. See you next week. No, see you on Friday. Get it right. Until then, keep it blue. Keep it carefully. Keep it
1: Chelsea. <laughs>